Welcome to Count Creepyhead Saturday Morning Monster Mash Blah! <laughs> Welcome, everybody, to Count Creepyhead's Saturday Morning Monster Mash. This is episode eight. And Blah. we have titled... Blah! We have titus, titled this episode, Slow Week. Because, quotation marks, it's a slow week. But we'll see if we break our two and a half hour record that we set last week. How's everybody doing? Uh, oh, it's been a long week. <laughs> I, I've yeah. been uh, dealing with a lot at work, so I'm, I'm I'm looking forward to my days off coming up. Yeah, it has. I I can definitely second that. There's something there's something in the air of the universe this past week that's just been <laughs> oof, it's yeah. it's been rough. Yeah, the air is thick with suck. And this is uh, true. I I feel your pain, guys. I have been uh, actively trying to like leave my job for greener pastures and every single time i feel like i've gotten the lead on a good job it's not a good job uh so just before i talked to you guys i got a call for a job got excited they like gave me the run around down the interview on the phone and then at the very end they're like oh by the way this is part-time oh. this, is, this is a six hour a week job and it was like why did you waste our time like that right but i mean the plus side is with my current job, I get to go all over the place and look for toys. So that's good. The downside is I have to put up with their horrible abuse. But that's not here nor there. You come to the show because you want to hear us talk about toys, have crazy tangents about G.I. Joe, and just meander all over the place. So I am not going to be negative Nancy today. Um, yeah. So. Hey, boys. I'm Negative Nancy. I'm here to talk about the new masters of the universe. Is anybody else really upset that it's just the T Sheila T Man show now? Tila She Man. That's all it is now. And nobody can pay attention to the fact that that you know Tila isn't supposed to wield the power sword. And what was up with Skeletor just sounding like the Joker? And why does Kevin Smith have to smoke so much pot? Okay, I'll see you later. This was negative, Nancy. Oh, I wasn't expecting that. I, I picture her in my head. Oh, I, I'm I'm kind of picturing the lady that you and I saw at Walmart with the little cowboy hat. <laughs> that is absolutely who it was. <laughs> You know those women you see at Walmart that are like very proud of their their gunt, yeah. you know, yes. and they just like That's let it hang out. <laughs> yep. Uh, yeah, like oh. look at me, I'm in bicycle shorts and I've got this like cut off Def Leppard T-shirt. <laughs> I have both a fupa and a poopa. Yeah, you could like look at how hairy my stomach is, and then it's somehow attracting men like flies on top of that. And it's just <laughs> you get close flies. enough, you look at it, and you're like, ugh. Oh, <laughs> uh, uh, you know, I I feel like I feel like I need to to quickly segue into uh into the two most horrific Walmart stories of all time, but but truncated. The the one is the source of negative Nancy. Uh, so so Mike and I were in the in at one of those middle of nowhere WalMarts, 
at some ungodly hour. Um, and this was before, like, this wasn't on the trek down to the south. This was just somewhere in western New York. Yeah. Um, and we we turned down the toy aisle, and this Walmart employee who takes up the entirety of the aisle turns down the aisle on the opposite end and starts walking towards us. And as she gets closer, we see that she has the teeniest, tiniest cowboy hat on. Uh, little little pink plastic cowboy hat with the with the strap just like cutting the shape of a chin into her face, where one <laughs> might not have been otherwise. And she pauses directly in front of us, like she like her entire purpose was to walk up to us and say. Hi, boys. My name is Ashley. If you need any help, you come talk to me. <laughs> Turned around, exited the aisle. Yep. And wow. we have never seen her again. I don't but, think we ever discovered that Walmart again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I think that was the mystery Walmart when we drove out. Oh, God, we drove out way the hell out there to find that Toys R Us. And then we were like, oh, look, there's a Target over there. Let's go to that. And then we're like, I bet there's a Walmart. Let's drive down this road. <laughs> and we found that Walmart. And then I remember we tried to find it again in the daylight and it didn't exist. And, okay. and, and the crazy thing is that Walmart had stock from like five years prior. Okay. Okay, 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 okay. You guys are making me crazy because this is my territory for work. <laughs> Was this the Orchard Park Toys R Us? Was that the one that we went to? Wait. I'm trying to remember where the hell it was, Josh. Like, it probably, I would guess that it was the Orchard Park Toys R Us. But we so, went on we went on some like wacky roundabout route from that Toys R Us. All right. And it was one of those like, let's see what we can find down this way. How long were you driving past that Toys R Us? Oh man, I don't even know. Like, because it was one of those things where we were just driving all over the place, like joking, doing stupid voices and. I would say that maybe half hour. Okay. South? Probably. Yeah, probably. That was Springville. You were at the Springville Walmart. Was there, It's just like a plaza. There's a street. There's a Walmart. There's maybe like a Taco Bell in the parking lot. Yeah. I mean, that sounds right. <laughs> All right. So, so you went to the Springville Walmart, one of my secret spots, <laughs> to find... Great clearance because nobody shops in Springville, and you may or may not have seen like the Greek goddess of action figures. And and really like <laughs> she might thing, have been like a mirage, like there to grant your wish, bless you. And we you know, like we found like mega constructs, uh, like World of Warcraft stuff that at the time had been off the market for at least two years. Yep. Yeah. They they don't salvage anything there, so it just hangs around until somebody buys it. You it can go there now. Nice. Yeah, you can go there now and find, like, Star Wars Episode Seven toys. <laughs> like, oh, God, what's his name? The guy with the mushroom head that hung around forever. Oh, oh yeah. The guy who was cut from the uh, film. Captain Zuvio. Constable Zuvio. Zuvio. Zuvio is still there, probably. <laughs> 
but then that that same i'm pretty sure it was that same night because like we we had a hor- like just a horrific string of interactions with people in a single night yep we're we're wandering through the Niagara Falls Walmart clearance section and this this woman passes by and uh gives us a smile that immediately elicits the reaction of like no please take it back please don't <laughs> uh, because it like she went from like sort of kindly old woman looking to demon with a chelsea scar wow uh and like i'm i'm trying to avoid eye contact walking down the aisle i, I don't remember if it was mike or myself that points up at like one of the racks and was like oh would you look at that they got metallic tattoos <laughs> and from behind us, this this guy that's with her in a scooter that is like a scooterized version of Dr. Satan yep, comes squealing down the aisle and he's just like, Do you hear what them boys said? They got metallic tattoos. <laughs> we, we booked it out of that aisle. It was because we were in the clearance section just like looking like, what they had like nothing good for clear, and I I think it was Josh. I think you picked it up and went, ooh, but look, they have metallic tattoos. And it was like, because it was a couple of toys. There was like random stuff, and then like a shake weight next to metallic tattoos. <laughs> and this guy, yeah, like Josh. Josh isn't exaggerating. This guy looked like like a, a DIY Doctor Satan. He had like the the oxygen mask on and like hoses hanging off of him. He was in this little like rascal-looking thing, and, and it he wasn't was the Walmart very excited. one. No, no, it was his own. He clearly owned that thing and tricked it out. <laughs> but it was like he was very excited about rub-on metallic tattoos, and he we really had to was. get the hell out of there. What about the one? Now, I think this was on our trip to Texas, where we turned down the one aisle, and the stock girl just farted and then stared at us, <laughs> like. <laughs> She looked like if I don't move, they won't see me. It was it was absolutely a Jurassic Park thing. Oh, I think God, I think that was in like Louisiana. Oh my God, that was great because we were both very sleep deprived at that point. Oh, oh, and it wasn't until we got out of the aisle that we had that moment of like, she, that was a really loud fart she made, right? <laughs> yep. Oh, Walmart. It's such a fun place. <laughs> I I probably have enough Walmart stories from working to fill years of episodes. <laughs> like it happens every day and I just zone it out. Oh, oh man, they're really there's so much Walmart point. wackiness. Uh, yeah, I Do you guys want a funny one or uh, a f- one? Um, let's go funny. Yeah. So, um, my first month on this job, I got hired in 2009 and mm-hmm. my job, uh, this company that I work for, I don't, I don't want to get into too much trouble by saying too many names. They wanted to expand their, uh, their footprint at retail mm-hmm. by having vendors go to these accounts and 
starting off, we didn't have a ton of accounts. We had club stores like Sam's and BJ's, Toys R Us and Kmart. So they're like, okay, we're going to impress these guys by going to every Kmart all over the world and kind of making them amazing, despite the fact that Kmart was already on its way out. And I had to go to a lot of sketchy places, to a lot of sketchy Kmarts. And we would go to these stores and I would look for the product that I, I represent and it wouldn't be there. It'd be stolen. It had been gone for years, whatever. And I'd have to send notifications to my higher ups that like, look, this store, I should stop coming here for whatever reason. It's like very dangerous. They'd send me to places where it'd be in like uh, rural Pennsylvania and only the Amish would shop at these stores. Mm-hmm. So I work for a consumer electronics company. Mennonites aren't buying cell phones, <laughs> things like that. So I go there and they'd have like thousands of units of these electronics because they have like they're coming to the stores in horse and buggies. They're buying socks, sneakers, and they're leaving. Or they're getting like a new pair of overalls. If they're not buying the product. <laughs> well, I had to go to a, a pretty sketchy Kmart and everything was stolen and my bosses didn't believe me. So I'm sending them text messages and photos and I'm like, look, you guys, we got to do something because everything is stolen here. And if it's not stolen, it's locked up. This place is really sketchy. And you know, like, it's not sketchy. We're looking at the numbers. Like they didn't look at addresses or neighborhoods. They just had this store does this much business and it's this old. It should be fine. And I was like, well, let me prove it to you. Let me take a picture of the electronics department. You can tell me if I need to come here anymore. And right in the middle of the electronics department, was a homeless woman taking a dump on the floor. <laughs> so, <laughs> like, pants are on her ankles. She's mad because the bathroom is closed to customers. And she's just dropping trow, taking a big old crap right in front of the, the two remaining flat screen televisions that haven't been stolen from the store. <laughs> and then my bosses were like, okay, you can go. Good, never mind. Um, oh my god. You can you can make your guesses as to which one in Buffalo this was. <laughs> I I am pretty positive I know exactly what one that is. Oh my lord, that's terrible. But yeah. Kmart. <laughs> gotta love it. Yeah. <laughs> I had oh. yeah. Uh, this is a new segment. Horrible retail <laughs> stories. I'll put it in every episode. I'll spread these out. Oh, dude. Oh, God, yeah. From, from when I worked in media play, I have a, I have a ton. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, this is good. I, you know, I worked, I worked in a movie theater, and it was not that different, so. <laughs> yeah. I was going to say, just from that time when you were living uh, in, in western New York again before you moved to Texas, the stories you told me from the movie theater were ridiculous. <laughs> So. Oh, oh man, Josh, <laughs> what'd you buy this week? You know, I bought a couple of pretty, pretty gosh darn cool things uh, from a company I'm not sure we've really talked about. Uh, Moose Toys, uh, who's been on the scene for quite a while now, with going back to things like what they, uh, even before the grocery gang, what was what was the other one? It was like little amoebas. They, they um, make a ton of money selling like blind bag little girls items. And 
they are awesome. Their customer service is ridiculous. Like how good they are. They make, yeah, I tell me what I, you got, and I'm gonna make sure that I'm not praising. I want to make sure I'm praising the right company here. But well, I, no, I sure. I can uh, I can attest to that because I had an issue with one of my purchases. Uh, so part of it ties into their awesome customer service. Um, so I bought the uh, they they also do the line called Treasure X. Yep. Which uh, for anyone listening that is unfamiliar with it, the basis of it is basically they they have like three to four different weird little skeleton molds. And they repaint them and recolor them a bunch of different ways in a single series of really, really cool unboxing blind boxes. So it's always stuff like, you know, you have to carve the skeleton's fossil out of brick or you need to pull it out of like ice slime or you need to dissect the alien that ate the, the monster, ate the skeleton and get it out of his stomach. So it's always like, it always has that hint of vintage play pattern to it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, now I'd hit the point where, as as much as I enjoy them, I was kind of like, eh, these past these past couple of offerings haven't been really interesting. To you know, I'm not I'm not a big just like ninja minifigure guy. Yeah. So. So ninjas and dragons, uh, as cool as the designs were, it was just like, yeah, I've kind of seen that before. And then I walked into Target a few days ago, mindlessly passed by some Treasure X until the side of the box caught my eye and it said in big, bold letters, Treasure X Monsters Gold. Uh, and the it was their big ticket uh, $30 item for the line, which is the Treasure X Mega Monster Glow-in-the-Dark Lab. And let me tell you, it is worth every penny of that $30. Like, it is just a ridiculously fun lab playset. It comes with the, the main big figure it comes with is like a big Frankenstein that you have to build. And as you're unboxing it and take putting everything together, you're pulling out parts of the monster and assembling it. Mm-hmm. And then once you have it all assembled, one of the last things you pull out is the little mad scientist. And uh, he comes with a real gold dipped right mechanical hand. Nice. So you put like the, the mad scientist sand on, and then the whole thing is you're supposed to take a little brain out of the jar put it in the monster, switch him upright, pull the lever, and it activates the monster. His arms raise up, his eyes light, his mouth opens. Uh, and it's it's kind of like a cross between the old Mattel Mad Scientist uh, play sets and Big Frank. Oh, I forgot uh, about Big Frank. And even some of the design cues on the Frankenstein monster, I, I would I would be really, really surprised if someone were to tell me they weren't design cues taken directly from Big Frank. Because, like, the placement of the heart and the, the specific shade of red that it is, uh, like, holding it up next to a picture of Big Frank, it's like, 
Yeah, I'm pretty sure they were influenced heavily by this. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, along the way, there are, like, different slimes. So it comes with a, a little injector where you can inject the Frankenstein monster's guts full of slime, which will then bulge really big and slowly ooze out of his stomach. Nice. Yeah, I got... Uh, so excited when you sent those pictures that I went out today and looked for him, but they haven't hit out here yet, unfortunately. It's I I gotta say it's it's just an impressive toy, especially for the price point, because like for the price of your average uh, Voyager class Transformer, you're getting a full diorama playset. Yeah, that's and awesome. It's, it's pretty much in in scale with five to six inch figures, so. Like, you've got an automatic lab playset. Now, my issue with it was, unfortunately, when I went to assemble the monster, he has two copies of his left leg. uh, uh, And the left and right leg plug into the feet in different ways. So I can't just use two left legs. uh, You know, and say maybe maybe he could only find two left legs. Yeah. Yeah. Emailed customer service that night. Within an hour, I got a reply back from their head office in Australia. Uh, I'm I'm sure to a degree it was automated, but it was also, thank you so much for contacting Moose Toys. Uh, if you haven't already, can you please provide us the following information? Uh, we'll open a ticket number, respond to you with that ticket number, and for, forward your information onto the proper regional customer support team. Emailed that. Uh, the next day, I got an email from their regional customer support team who were, unfortunately, cannot help me with a replacement part, but they were very upfront and point blank. They were like, because of the, the global shipping issues, we don't currently have any replacement parts available to us, especially because it's a brand new line that's just hitting. At this point in time, your best bet is to return it for an exchange or refund from the store you purchased it from. If that's not an option, please let us uh, As soon as we have parts available to us, we will get one to you. However, we cannot guarantee a time frame. Which, like, just the fact that they got back to me and were that upfront that quickly. Right. Bravo, guys. Bravo. So... I have two moose stories. One, I did a Treasure X. Um, I bought a whole case of them. I found them at GameStop. They were like marked down to a quarter. Most of the stores got rid of them, and I was in Springville, haha, <laughs> back when they had a GameStop, and they just had them out, never bothered to check their prices, and they were on clearance. So I bought the whole case for me and my daughter to play with. We're opening one of them up, and there was a leg missing. So, sent an email to Moose. They're like, yeah, no problem. Send us a picture. And they sent me the replacement leg and the super rare gold treasure that, you know, you get randomly in the treasure X, which was cool. The other thing that they did is they make a toy called Pick Me Pops. Pick Me Pops are... These little tiny beanbag stuffed animals that go in plastic lollipops. 
or they have some sort of blind bag gimmick. My daughter, when she was younger, was obsessed with them, loved them. So there's no way to tell which ones you're getting. And I would just buy hundreds and hundreds and hundreds. Facebook, I'd buy them at the store. She had a complete collection except for these crazy super rare ones. They have like, uh, you know, rare, super rare, common. They had all the different gimmicks to get you to buy tons of them. Uh, so I go on Facebook, I go on eBay looking for some sort of trace for these super rare golden ones that they had. They never popped up anywhere. So I emailed Moose Toys and I was like, look, I'm not asking for these, but is how do I get these? Were they like part of a set? Were they only in Germany? Like my daughter just wants them for a collection. Can you point me in a direction? And they didn't even know. They're like, we've looked into it. We can't figure out where these are from. They're in the pictures, but we have no trace of them. What's your address? We'll send you a care package. And they sent us this giant box of free pick me box stuff to my daughter, who wasn't expecting anything. I was I thought she was gonna get like stickers or something. But they sent her like a hundred dollars in free merchandise. Wow. Which That's insane. Yeah, when you're like a three year old and you get a box from Pick Me Pops, it's like your your mind is blown. Um and I remember like she was having a bad day. She wasn't feeling good. And we got this box in the mail from from Moose. And it was just awesome that they did that. So um, I've always been a big fan of Moose because of that. Yeah. Yeah. And just just their how quickly they responded and how, like I said, how upfront they were about it and being like, we you know, it's. The world is screwed right now. We don't have the piece of the toy you're looking for <laughs> in the in the yeah. nicest way possible. And uh, and you know that that's awesome. Quick customer service response is always a way to win me over. Oh, absolutely. And, I agree. And, I mean, side note, and the toy is awesome. I was gonna say with Treasure X, it's a great line. Like that's I've said before. Like my son has been very picky with toys. Um, he's more of an like an electronics head. He loves video game and anything electronics. He loves just taking apart stuff. But Treasure X was one of those toy lines he got really heavily into uh, right off the bat because he loved the unboxing aspect of it. Like he loved digging out like the the first wave of the plaster ones where you had to like you know, pick away at the, the chunk of plaster to get all your, your pieces out. He loved that. But then every time a new wave came out, he was so excited by the opening gimmick. Um, he really liked the, the was it the sunken treasure one with the bottles? Oh, he had yeah. To shatter the bottle. Yeah. He thought that was so cool. Um, the dissections, we had the shark and the alien where you had to cut them open and go through the contents of their stomach to get the toy. Um, oh, and the little aliens. I forgot about those, too. But he's like, honestly, the the ninja one was the first wave. He kind of went eh and didn't really care. Every felt, other wave, the, he I went felt crazy. the same way about the ninja wave, though. Yeah, he liked. I the played weapon. the ninja wave. True, the 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 big plastic sword that you got with each one, he loved those because like you didn't know if you were gonna get like a fire sword or an ice sword or he thought those were really cool and he would like run around like playing with those as role playing like daggers, but. Um, but yeah, as far as the ninjas, when he was like, eh, whatever, but his whole thing is uh, he would take all the parts and he would make like a bone pile <laughs> and oh, then he that's just, awesome. like, he'd piece them together and make like, you know, sometimes they'd have the wrong legs and wrong arms, backwards legs, whatever, but he'd make a monster like crawl out of the bone pile and they'd fight and then he'd rip them apart and put them back in the bone pile. <laughs> so he had I a might have to do that. 
I mean, it's just it's a really fun uh, play pattern type toy, like where the opening is it has its own play pattern. And then just the whole pop apart and piece back together gimmick is always fun. I don't care what toy line it is. I mean, hell, we're oh. seeing it fun in Origins. <laughs> you know. So, yeah, that's that's one of the other things that I have to commend them on with this line is. Uh, excuse me, I'm going to cough here. Muted that out. Um the the big Frankenstein like monster that comes with the with the big main set. Uh, so there are two other two other waves of things that go go along with this Treasure X monsters. One is the Treasure X Mega Monsters, uh, mm. and they are basically Treasure X versions of like a sea monster, a werewolf, and a vampire. Um, so there are only three unique molds, but there are six different figures so they're you know two paint schemes for each figure uh they come in a giant coffin that is like perfectly scaled for five and six inch figures uh Mm -hmm. and part of the opening pattern is you have to mix together uh two powders with water to make the special potion that will bring them back to life and then you pour the potion into the coffin and it causes them to rise out of the coffin they're on like a spring loaded ball that the quote-unquote potion dissolves something holding it down mm-hmm. it like forces itself up out of the packaging like it's it's going through some cobwebs nice. and, man it's it's freaking cool uh so all of those mega monsters that have swappable parts all of their parts can be swapped in and out with the frankenstein monster oh wow that's really cool. So they're so, the same size. Yeah, because they're all the Mega Monster size. And uh, then the final thing is the uh, monster mini monsters that are like more the typical Treasure X size that we've seen before. Mm-hmm. And they come in little mini coffins. But for the first time uh, in a long time, like all of the different designs in this set are pretty unique. Yeah, I, you, the picture you sent, they all looked really cool. And I'm actually, I'm hoping Caleb still wants them. But even if he doesn't, I'm probably going to buy one or two for myself. Yeah, I got one of the, uh, pretty much as soon as I got that big lab, I started looking out for the coffin. I found one of the big ones yesterday, day before yesterday. Mm-hmm. Uh, and yeah, man, the the unboxing on it is so cool. It comes with like, a little suction cup that you can attach to the back of the bar so you can actually re-stick it to the back and have have the rising up action happen again. So, like, they've even acknowledged the fact that, like, once you dissolve it, you still need a way to hold that bar down. Mm-hmm. So even, even the packaging is part of their play feature. Yeah, I'm going to buy a ton of these. And, yeah, I, I'm... I'm impressed. I'm also very, very happy that those Mega Ones, uh, there are only three unique molds. Yeah. Uh, because otherwise, I would I would have to get all of them. <laughs> Mike, you get anything cool? A couple things. Um, I did get, uh, well, because of your, your clearance finds, I did get that uh, Raw 10 Battlesnake, which thank you again for that. That's a lot of fun. Um, 
I, I didn't expect his jaw to be articulated. I, for whatever reason, I never poked around with it when I saw it in the store. His tongue is articulated too. <laughs> yeah. It's like, it's crazy. I, was, I somehow never noticed that either. Well, the thing that made me giggle was cause he's got violator jaw where, yeah. where his, his lower jaw, like doesn't quite match up with his upper jaw, but it's just, it's a fun snake, especially, uh, putting it with master stuff like with the the motu origins like it's perfect size for like you know a giant monster type thing so a lot of fun I kinda, with that. i want to get one and spray paint it like with bronze like a patina mm-hmm. and put it behind my cobra commander that's not a bad idea either yeah that sounds fun because like <laughs> when i was holding the one that i found for you i was just like this looks ridiculous cobra themed yeah, you know, well, like, like it has that like cyborg look to it. So yeah, I, I pictured like Cobra's Cobra Commander's bathroom would have a Cobra themed urinal, <laughs> you know, and it'd be that, <laughs> like you know, because he loves the iconic, like the iconic, which we call it. He loves to brand everything. Uh, Cobra. Yes, I'm suddenly hearing it in my head, just like Destro, come look at me piss into this Cobra's mouth. exactly (laughs) he's using his snake to pee in the other snake like oh god that's terrible but um yeah i got so i got that and then i got uh the other day i picked up another one of the junk bots clearance items Mm -hmm. so i mean it's it was another you know three dollar two pack of the junk bots um, they're still fun. Like I still find those toys to be fun, but definitely not worth the asking price for, you know, full price junk bots. Um, you know, one of the, uh, I think one of the really funny things that I've noticed for the second wave coming out, mm-hmm. which I think is even more ridiculously overpriced. Uh, one of the selling points is literally improved joints that hold. Yeah, I was just going to yeah. say, that's my big problem with this line is, the the plastic used for the peg joints sometimes you can't get the the peg in like the the hole is too small other times it's too loose of a hold and then other times the actual peg looks like it like it immediately gets that white stress marks on it just by putting it in place so yeah put the peg in the hole (laughs) it's like well this is gonna break you know so that sucks it's but, fun for like the first few minutes. You're like, oh wow, this is cool, and then immediately you're like, this is literal junk because yeah. it falls apart. The main reason I I like them is for the light up feature that you can use with other things, and yeah. for the the diorama parts. You I know, do like, like the the weird little wheels droids that like almost look like they belong in Star Wars. Yeah, yeah. One those of the ones those are have, fun and they work well with the motors. Yeah. I still like my weird, creepy skull head, like two legged junk bot that wears the box for a hat. Like, you know, yeah. he's like peeking out of the hole. I, I have that one and I love him. I have but, the engine block. Yes. Yeah, he's cool. That one. He's actually on my desk. One of these days we should talk about desk toys. Um, but he's he's been on my desk since like when they first came out. He was one of the first ones I got. Um but, you know, I was like, it, it's a fun little, for three bucks, it, it's it's fun to get the parts. Um, then I bought another one of those Mega Constructs Masters of the Universe uh, Skeletor heads. I got mm-hmm. the Zodak one. And um, I got to say, I, I've bought all of them except for the He-Man one. And they're all fun. 
but the Zodek one is by far my favorite. It's the Trapjaw one is cool, comes with, you know, the cannon and the weapons and all that. That's that's a lot of fun and Trapjaw's a fun figure. Uh the Fisto one, again, the minifigure is great. The the build is kind of just like, eh, it's a weird grappling backpack climbing thing that was from the old vintage line. Um but you really don't do much with the Skeletor head. It's like, oh, it's got an orb sitting on top of it. That's about it. This one, it's a whole underwater diorama. And he's in, like, the scuba gear. Like, you clip it on over top of him. And he's got, like, a little handheld propeller <laughs> to, like, you know, guide him around underwater. And there's a stand that you clip him to that you can kind of move and pose in different ways so it looks like he's swimming underwater. So I have that with my, my merman figure. And it's just a fun little setup. So I really enjoyed that. I mean, for 10 bucks, like, that's that's a cool diorama piece. And then uh, the last thing I bought was I got my hands on the Mandalorian retro figure. I haven't opened him. And I'm not a mint on card collector, but something about that figure in a nice, pristine card, because the card back is perfect. Like, it's not bent at all. Um, I'm having a hard time deciding out if I want to open it or just hang it on my wall in front of my desk. I would keep it in the package. Yeah, that's kind of where I am. I mean, but I, I do really enjoy retro style figures. Like we've talked about reaction before. I do actually like opening them up and playing around with them, but I might see if I can find another one and actually do the one to keep on card, which I hate. They don't, they don't play that well. They don't hold their weapons as nice as you'd like. Mm-hmm. So just be ready for that. Gotcha. Okay. Um, I, I know I definitely have to track down Grogu now, though. Like, I need to have at least those two. I, the, the rest of the vintage line, I, I mean, yeah, it would be cool if I found them for a good price, but I'm not that interested. But, you know, Mando and Grogu, I kind of want both of them. You know, the cool thing about Grogu is that he's everywhere now. Right. And they kind of, he's just the same across all the lines. So if you're not super picky, you can get, like, the Galaxy of, of Adventure Grogu, and he's pretty much the same size as the vintage Grogu, and if you're going to open him up, he comes with the tram, and it's cheaper than the vintage figure, so you can get the one that comes with the speeder bike and uh, Mando. Yeah, I actually, that's the one I got. So, um, it's you know, cool. it is what it is. Uh, I saw the Boba Fett prototype with, like, the rainbow colors today at Target, and oh, nice. I'm kind of I'm kind of confused. Like I get it, but why would I want this? You know, and like I've seen people buy every single color variant for like mm-hmm. the hardcore Star Wars collectors, and I'm just like, eh, this is this isn't a real prototype, right? You know what I mean, like this isn't an actual fractory sample. You know, there's there's some pretty serious feelings on those in the uh, in the designer toy community right now. Yeah, because the the general feeling is that uh, it's really it's really not so much uh, Hasbro trying to put out a prototype piece uh, as it is Hasbro kind of copying the designer toy community that has a tendency to do multicolored bootlegs in that style. Yeah, Yeah. it's it seems like a a shameless cash grab. Yeah, it's it's very uh, much. It's it's very much just in that same style and like, hey, look, we did it official. Yeah, and it's it's not official. Nice try, Hasbro. See, I still haven't even seen them in stores. I've only seen photos and like, 
I had the same reaction to to like the Vader and the Boba Fett as I did to some of the bootlegs you're talking about, Josh. Where I'm like, oh, that looks cool. So it's one of those things I don't know that I would actually ever buy, but I'm just like I kind of like the aesthetic of the multicolored figure. But yeah, that's a good point. I never really thought about them kind of hitting the uh, the you know the what you call it. Um, <laughs> I cannot community. The, thank you. I couldn't think of the word. I'm like I wanted to say the collector, but I'm like no, it's designer. There we go. The packaging yeah. is awesome, so if you want it for that, it's cool. I can tell you for a fact that your Target, I was there when they put them out, and somebody bought all of them. Of course. Yeah. That they doesn't surprise the whole case um, and a bunch of other stuff. Like, they're being flipped, unfortunately. Um, so, but for 15 bucks, I don't think it's worth it. Oh, yeah. No, I wouldn't pay that much money for it. Because you can still find, like, an original Boba Fett if you look hard enough for 15 bucks. You know, and I think that's cooler. But um, yeah, I didn't get much. I pre-ordered a bunch of stuff, but I didn't actually have anything to like open. So I had uh, a bunch of Final Factions that I hadn't opened yet, and I opened them all up and played with them. And I love those guys to death. So I opened up all the Karn figures, the drones and the brutes, and all the accessory packs. Mm-hmm. And good God, those are the funnest toys to play with. They really are. I, I love those the Karn figures. I had the Karn. Man, I love I had... the stuff that they've been uh, teasing. Oh, oh, my God. It looks so good. It really you know, does. I was playing with those, and then I was playing with the dollar store G.I. Joes, who don't move at all. And I just kept thinking, like, if they just had arms that moved, like, just at the shoulders, they'd be good. Mm-hmm. But they can't even do that. They had to put their money into giving them backpacks for some bizarre reason. <laughs> you know? Um, but yeah, I can't wait for Wave Two to come out because they look super cool, and I want to give them five dollars because it's all it's going to cost me to get the next wave of stuff. Um, mm. but they're such great toys for a dollar. I mean, come on, it's it's you know super cool. I didn't, I couldn't find the car and stuff anywhere. Like, thankfully, Josh was able to find it. And uh, sent sent me the the current stuff and the accessory packs because all I could find here were the good guys, and a couple of the of their accessory packs like the one with the hoverboard. Um, yeah. So I got those, and then you know Josh like I said sent me the the bad guys, and I couldn't stop laughing because the way Karn is spelled, <laughs> like it it almost looks like Karen's. <laughs> And I was like, <laughs> they are the space Karens here to speak with Earth's managers. <laughs> and Caleb overheard me saying that. <laughs> Constantly <laughs> refers to them as space Karen. Oh, I love those figures. <laughs> oh, I love that they're space Karen brutes. Right. They, they should have the queen Karen with the... Uh, <laughs> with the hair oh god it's like just a big hive on her head <laughs> yeah with little Karn living inside of it ready to oh. write you bad reviews on Yelp <laughs> alright guys I'm right. gonna hop into the news but first we have a special word from our sponsor did you guys know that phone sex is still a thing I, I, I had no idea. <laughs> like, I thought it went the way of the dinosaur when, like, the internet kind of got big and porn became free and 1-900 numbers just went away, or so I thought. But, uh, no, 
there's still a big deal. There's, you know, a lot of blind people out there that need to get their kicks. And uh, <laughs> 1-900 numbers is the way to go. So in my never-ending quest to kind of pay our hosting fees and make a few bucks every week, I'm looking for sponsors, and I found it in 1-900 Herzog. So sit back and enjoy a word from our sponsors. We'll be right back. Well, you don't have to think about Klaus Kinski to do it anymore. Here at 1900 Herzog, you can pick up the phone and be connected with all of the wonderful things in your imagination that haunt your soul. Have you ever thought what it would be like to make love to Nosferatu? No? Well, you can help us at 1900 Herzog by telling us about that fantasy so we can help you play it out. Have you ever thought of unwrapping a mummy sexually? I'll bet you haven't. And the rigor mortis is going to leave you stiff and moaning for more inside of your sarcophagus. So call 1-900-Herzog and have your soul haunted by sexual fantasies that you probably don't want anyway. <laughs> oh my god, I couldn't go back yet. I was, I was in tears. Oh. <laughs> when you when you start unwrapping a mummy sexually, I fucking oh. lost it. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> oh god. Oh god. I was biting my hand. Oh. <laughs> I'm so glad I have a mute button because, man, if I didn't, oh, I don't like touching things because I don't want to <laughs> turn the recording off accidentally. Oh my god, <laughs> that works great. Okay, wait, hold on, Mike. I'm I'm only getting like it sounds like your your voice is now different. All right, can you hear me now? There we go. Yeah. Okay. Sorry. <laughs> I thought, um, thought maybe the mic moved or something. Yeah, it did. It's all Herzog's fault. Because <laughs> he's unwrapping mummy. I was thinking about Nosferatu. <laughs> <laughs> okay, on to uh, this week's news. We are going to start off with the big news that dropped today. Hasbro has teamed up with Playmates to make Ninja Turtles Power Ranger crossover figures. That I think I, look awesome. Josh, I hate them. I hate them. I hate them. I hate them. <laughs> I hate them so much. They're based on the IDW crossover comic that came out. Uh, they have showed Leonardo as the Blue Ranger and Donatello as the Black Ranger. Mike, because it's democracy, what is your thought on these? Um. Well, I'm not a fan. <laughs> I, I think they look like weird, kind of chubby Power Rangers. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> They're not really doing it for me. Um, as far, again, as I've said before with the Power Rangers toys, I actually think they're pretty cool. 
these I just don't like. The Donatello head, like the eyes are terrifying. Um, they they remind me of the uh, the like the Toon Turtles when they like incorporated the weird like play features like the bulging eyes and the whipping tongue. Yeah, yeah, that's that's exactly kind of how it looks. It's just especially when you look at the helmeted head, like the helmeted head looks all serious. And then you, you look at the unmasked head, Leonardo, his eyes just look a little too far apart, but then Donatello just looks, he looks like someone shoving a thermometer up his ass. Like he's just, <laughs> it doesn't oh, look right. guy. <laughs> you know what they but, remind me of the, that in between CG animated turtle movie, the TMNT, where they all had like huge noses. Yes. I, see, I, I hated actually like those turtles. The movie was fine. I just hated their designs. I just, uh, you know, you know what they remind me of? What's that? The original Michael Bay turtle designs shoved into ridiculously animated Power Ranger suits that belong in Space Jam Two. <laughs> <laughs> I, because I love. I love your vendetta with space jam. because because let me tell you, they have been jammed into a space that they do not fit in. <laughs> I have I for for the for the listeners uh, that are somehow unaware of this, I I have a venomous hatred of Space Jam too. It, it's been quite hilarious because so, I haven't I still haven't watched it. I I don't even know if I will, but. I didn't expect you to like hit me up the. It was like what two days after it came out. You're like, so I watched Space Jam too, and you just went off like you hated it. And, you know, it's, it's been amusing me ever since. Oh my god, it's such a piece of crap. I like the thought that young Josh was a huge Space Jam fan, and all I can think of. Have you guys seen Look Who's Talking Three? No. Yes. The little girl in Look Who's Talking 3 wants to be a basketball player, and they have this weird fantasy scene where she slam dunks on Charles Barkley. (laughs) So all I can picture is like, Josh, I know this is completely wrong, but just roll with it. (laughs) To me, when you're a kid, you look like Macaulay Culkin and Page Master. Okay, that's not terribly off, but yeah. (laughs) And I'm picturing you like with these fantasies on like the Chicago Bulls in the 90s. And you, Space Jam is beloved to you because you love Michael Jordan in the 90s basketball. And this is just an aberration. And it spits on everything you love. You're kind of like Kim Jong-il, how he loves basketball. <laughs> I, you know, I will go on record as saying that I, I do have a, a very dear love of the Looney Tunes in general. Yeah. Um, definitely not everything they've done like there's there's definitely some abominations out there but uh i'm i'm not sure any of them is further from the core heart of what the looney tunes were than space jam 2 and and i'm including that abysmal like action looney tunes cartoon in into the mix here you need to watch Baby Looney Tunes before you say anything because you'll wish for a quick death. <laughs> oh, Listening I wish to I Baby could say Taz I seen that. Sing about Easter eggs over and over and over again. Um, you'll feel like the the prisoners in Guantanamo that are tortured with Metallica. 
But <laughs> other news coming up. DC Direct is coming back thanks to our lovely friend Todd McFarland because mm-hmm. McFarland Toys is bringing back DC Direct for their high-end action figures and statues. Um, I have mixed feelings on this because DC Direct, if you ever bought their stuff, the quality was very iffy. And so this is going to be has, right in line with it. Yeah, if anybody has iffy quality, it's McFarland. Um, but also, it's better than not existing at all. And McFarland, uh, during the pandemic, has managed to maintain a pretty steady footprint and keep things in stock. So whatever trick he has up his sleeve, it can only help DC Direct. Yeah. And, you know, I got to say, to to his credit, I, I'll make fun of him until I'm, I'm blue in the face. But uh, I got to say, there really has been a marked improvement in McFarland Toys quality over the past, I'm going to say, five years. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Agreed. Like they've he's, they've really stepped up the game. Again. He's back, and he's back with a vengeance. Um, so don't sleep on McFarland, especially with his relationship to DC now. So, um, that's happening. Hasbro showed off Ghostbusters Afterlife merchandise. I think the plan was for these to come out right after the first series of Plasma merchandise, but the movie got delayed for COVID reasons. So. There is a second series of the Black series or the Plasma series figures with uh, older Ghostbusters and the new Ghostbusters kids that are coming out. Um, So you have got the new characters, Lucky, Trevor, Podcast, and one other one. I'm looking at the names now. They don't match up. There's another kid. There's a fourth kid in there. And then you've got Old Man Winston, Old Man Ray, Old Man Peter. And they build a walking terror dog called the Terror Sentinel. Plus all the other role-playing items, the five-inch lower, like the five-point of articulation figures, the baby marshmallow men, all that other extra stuff that's coming out. I don't have any feelings on this. Everybody's uh... excited about the trailer, but like... This isn't the first time that Ghostbusters has come back. Yeah. And it's like, fool me once, shame on you. Fool me twice. So I'm not excited. I I am very excited, um, partially because I know part of what um, Jason Reitman did with this movie was obviously, you know, his his dad made the original, so he has a special connection to it already. Um, but he said that every chance that they had to use practical over CG, they used practical over CG. So even uh, even in this new trailer, like the shots of fog you see rolling in are dry ice used in the classic cinema way. There's a, a ghost zombie puppet in the trailer. So And apparently the uh the terror dog that's seen in the trailer um is is animated and rotoscoped. Perfect. So nice. So there's like there's a lot of love going into this in in a big way. The the one thing that I'm not crazy about just like right off the bat is. Man, why do the kids have stupid nicknames? <laughs> yeah, it, it seems like Jason Reitman's a little bit out of touch. And I don't need kid Ghostbusters. I'll see it. Well, to uh, to be fair, like his dad was also heavily involved in the movie, so maybe at some point his dad was like, 
you know, it would be cool if the kids had nicknames. Kids still have <laughs> nicknames, right? This I mean, I'll be honest. iPhone. <laughs> and this kid is James Roller Skates. I don't know. We yeah. can we can we can call the one Game Boy, right? Dad, they don't use Game Boys anymore. Let's uh, let's call them podcast. That's in touch, right? No, no. I think Watch Calculator is much cooler. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I'm excited for the movie. Um, the toys, I'm kind of just like meh. But I I am excited for the movie because again I I really liked the the reboot I was disappointed that it wasn't a sequel and that it was a reboot instead but I enjoyed the reboot for what it was I thought it was um, very funny you know it gets shit on because what it did right um, with the Ghostbusters but if you can look past that it's really cool yeah, yeah it really is although the ghost I thought the ghost elements were very stupid um there were some I liked there were some I didn't. Yeah, but that's like they they definitely got the ghost part right this time around because I mean they don't have Stan Winston obviously but the effects are something that I like for the first two are back with this one so hopefully it's not just hey that thing you loved in the 80s is back the terror dogs the marshmallow men more of the thing you loved like and I yeah. don't want to see my heroes old like I don't I've already seen Bill Murray as a Ghostbuster in Zombieland right. I don't want to see it again. Dan Aykroyd is always popping up in that Ghostbuster costume. Like, go go watch Casper. So, you know. I don't know if this is... Uh, Mike, have you watched the trailer yet? Yes. So, something that uh, a lot of people have noticed, and of course I noticed, like, instantly. Uh, did you notice the tattoo across Ray's arm? When he picks up the phone in the trailer? You know, uh, I wasn't no. paying that close attention. No, I didn't. So, Ray now has a tattoo up his arm. Which uh, is just right off the bat one of the most amazing things ever because it's the uh, it's the I can't think of exactly what it is because I am I'm not a religious person but it's the the Bible verse that he and Winston were quoting in the original. Okay. Uh, when they're when they're sitting in Ecto one driving through talking about Revelation. Oh, okay. Yeah, I rem- I remember the scene. I don't remember the verse. And, you know, and, and Ray's going, God, I'm going to have to look it up now. But uh, but yeah, it's the uh, it's that it's that like Bible quote on his arm about Revelation, I think. Nice. You know, what? looking I'm it just going to I'm going to take your word for it. So there's quakes return of Gozer. What's underneath Somerville? Gozer's back again. Dry ice. Uh, uh, machinistic Stay Puff, Marshmallow Babies, the Terror Dogs back, uh, Muncher on the run, not to be confused with Slimer, the Ghost Trap with Wheels, the Zombie Cab Driver, Familiar Ghost Effects, Conspiracy Theories, Raise Occult Books. Oh. Yeah, so here, here we go. It's the uh, uh, yeah, Revelation 712. And, say, and the actual quote from the original is, I remember Revelation 7:12, and I looked as he opened the sixth seal, and behold, there was a great earthquake, and the sun became as black as sackcloth, and the moon became as blood. And then Winston follows up with, and the seas boiled, and the skies fell, and they both say, Judgment Day. That's right. So, the, so it seems like this new movie is like, heading towards that judgment day that they were talking about. 
I'll take it. Yeah. With that, with that especially with that hint in the trailer of like the little girl being like, maybe it's the apocalypse. Yeah, I'm I'm excited. Like I'm definitely looking forward to because. I, you know, I know a lot of people out there that love Ghostbusters 1 and actually hate Ghostbusters 2. Um, I'm not one of those people. I love Ghostbusters 2 for what it is, but I will say it's completely ridiculous. and But not in a bad way, and I have a ton of nostalgia for it. So It's Vigo! <laughs> I mean, I to be fair, I quote Ghostbusters 2 way more than Part 1. Um, but yeah, I mean, I've enjoyed, honestly all the Ghostbusters properties we've had over the years. I even like the freaking Ghostbusters Extreme. You know, the like the whole next generation thing that they did. I thought that was a fun cartoon. The video game Extreme was amazing. Awesome. Yeah, I, I mean, but I mean, a lot of people talk crap about it. I'm like, I've yet to find a Ghostbusters property that I haven't enjoyed. I've just never been huge on the toys, which I'm sure we'll get to. <laughs> now, I... I did see all of the uh, the new uh, Ghostbusters Fright Features figures. Mm-hmm. Uh, at first, I only saw a few of them, but yesterday I saw all of them. I I gotta say they were tough to walk away from, mm-hmm. uh, par- partially because they, while the design is completely different, they have just just in the packaging they have that feel of the real Ghostbusters figures. Yeah. Like the designs are cartoony. I love the little minifigure ghosts that they're coming with. Um, ooh, there's some intense thunder here. Sorry. Uh, <laughs> and then I heard a voice say Zool. Um, <laughs> but yeah, and the actual ghost figures, the three, the three ghosts that they have with the action figures or action features, uh, the action features are like straight, straight from some of the old uh haunted humans yeah like the the way the uh the slimer from fright features works his uh and his jaw opens and he kind of stretches upwards to show his spine and ribs for which makes no sense but whatever uh it's it's creepy and it's totally the play feature of granny gross Mm -hmm. uh and i love that the Stay Puff has a weird little, like, marshmallow spine that exposes. Yeah. But they, they look really fun, and they were really hard to walk away from, uh, as opposed to the Plasma Series figures, which, as much as I love Ghostbusters, they they fe- they felt too generic. They felt too much like everything else on the shelves at the time. Yeah, and yeah. it doesn't help that there's still, like, two other companies that make Ghostbusters stuff that's still hanging around. You can still find the Mattel stuff and you can still find the Diamond Select stuff very easily. Uh, I think I will probably be picking stuff up once it hits clearance. Mm -hmm. Um, So that's the Ghostbusters stuff. Oh, and I don't know if if either of you have seen this yet, but I saw, I think it was just in my Facebook feed today, uh, that they have officially revealed a new series of Ghostbusters ectoplasm slime canisters with, with, I believe something like eight unique brand new ghost minifigures. And they all look amazing. I did not see that, but that sounds awesome. They look, they look straight out of the vintage line in the best way. 
Um, um, one of one of the minifigures uh, of the ghosts actually makes me really, really angry because it is almost exactly wh- like something I was, hi Vincent, uh, <laughs> intending on doing with something that I've been discussing with Mike because it's a little lamp ghost. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, everything about the design, I'm just like, God damn it. God yeah. damn it. That's almost exactly my mental image that I was going to work from. <laughs> Oh, those yeah. are cool. Are these are the ones in the clear canisters. Uh, they're. I think they're. Let me see if I can find the. Find and I know the there's journal. the, the mini marshmallow men come in white slime, don't they? Yes, I they do. They, I didn't even yeah. realize that those came in slime. I thought that it was just little minifigures. Maybe it is. I don't know. It's just I look at it. It's in a can, and I just immediately think there's white goop that comes with them. <laughs> and and they also do have the uh what's it called the official um uh Stay Puff branded marshmallows out now. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Of which I will need some. Yeah, I'm 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 finding pictures of those canisters now, so I will send send it to the group. Um Marvel Legends announced their next wave comes out early next year. They say February. Usually that means at the end of December, early January, but with global shipping being crazy, it might actually be February. Uh, it's their What If Wave. Nothing in particular to note for Monster Toy fans except for Zombie Captain America, oh, which so cool. is awesome on 100 levels. It's based off the What If episode, but it also signals that Hasbro is willing to make zombie Marvel characters finally. Uh, yeah. It used to be just Marvel Selects uh, zombie characters. There's six of them, and they're awesome. But they're not Marvel Legends awesome. And this zombie cap looks ridiculous. And from what I'm seeing, he is the character in that case pack that there's two of. Usually there's like a hero, like an Iron Man, a Captain America, a Wolverine that there's two of. It's zombie Captain America. So Hasbro knows what they're doing, and he is awesome. Um, the Build-A-Figure for that wave is the Watcher. And the rest of the characters are all from specific What If episodes that I'm not going to waste your time with. Uh, they have announced the Black Hand Ninja as the army builders. So they're supposed to be the ninjas that were in the Stiltman way, but they're black now. Mm-hmm. And they're undead. So the Hasbro Pulse, yeah, uh, the Hasbro Pulse army builders are usually pretty cool. They're a little bit cheaper. There's nothing special about them. You get like one or two weapons, but they're ninjas. And... They're pretty cool. They're not as good as the Foosh Ninjas if you wanted like a Marvel Legends style ninja. They mm. have some limitations with their hips because they have like a long tunic, but they're still pretty cool. And Josh just sent the pictures of the slime. Yeah, these are very cool. Uh, like, it's like, like a, clear, a clear canister with a ghost inside of it. A ghost lamp. Terror Dogs. Some a, sort of a minifigure version of the Bug Eye Ghost. Sam Hain is there. These are really cool. Oh man! Like, bravo, guys, bravo! I'm, I'm really a, a lot of money coming up. I really I mean, like the way the entire Fright Features line essentially uh, pays tribute to the real Ghostbusters line while being something new. Yes. 
the the good thing uh and i know mike you're going to be in the same boat as me the good thing here for me is that uh my my kid loves slime so yeah (laughs) i can go ahead and get these little slime containers and and he i'm i I know he's going to care less about the minifigures um because unless it's a, a property that he really likes he doesn't really want the minifigures um, so I, I can get the minifigures. He can play with the slime and everyone's happy. Oh, <laughs> yeah. You, you guys want a funny story? Oh, yeah. <laughs> so, you know, if you go to like, uh, Sam's club, any kind of club store, Costco, you can get like a giant tub of anything, pretzels, almonds, and they come in like this giant four gallon plastic container. Mm-hmm. If you can just picture it with a handle and something inside of it, Chex Mix, pretzels, whatever. We had this empty container. I can't remember what was in it. It was a food of some sort. And it became the catch-all for my daughter's slime. Because she would just get constantly, like, tons and tons of slime. Uh, it would be one of those things, like, let's go to the store. You can pick out a toy. She gets slime every single time. Um, <laughs> and then she started making her own slime. Because we would watch, like, YouTube videos of, like, mix the contact solution and the glue and the borax and all that shit. Um, and slowly but surely, this tub filled up with slime and then my daughter whatever she would mix into the slime which was never the proper stuff it was never like styrofoam beads it was always like pennies (laughs) and like batteries and like weird stuff um and it sat around for a little too long probably for about two years and we finally got around to throwing it out and like it separated into like layers it looked like jello gelatin one two three and (laughs) All the weird chemicals and all the different slimes, because it was like all these different companies' slimes, had like melted the finish off the pennies, dissolved half of the plastic. <laughs> like it almost came alive. Uh, it was crazy. And we had to throw it all out because it smelled like rancid. Oh, God. I can only imagine. And my daughter wanted to, like, you know, stick her arm in it elbow deep. And I was like, I want you to keep the flesh on your body. <laughs> We're not going to be doing that. But You want the blob? Because that's how you get the blob. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Like, this needs, like, a zap of lightning and it's going to come alive and kill you. So let's just not – let's just keep it in this tub and bury it a mile beneath the surface of the, the earth. And, you know, hope nothing <laughs> comes to get us. But kids. Uh, McFarland Toys is – Launching another dot-com store. This is like the third time McFarlane has done this. Uh, don't let Todd fool you. This isn't big news. He did it in the 90s. In the 2000s, he had like retail locations. Uh, he's doing another dot-com store. But despite all that, there's some good deals, some good freebies. If you spend money, you get like a free comic book. Uh, he's going to have lots of repaints of the same stuff that he's selling now. But if you're a collector of... DC spawn stuff, things like that. Uh, he's releasing that last night on earth Bane, uh, single carded, um, some black and white comic variants, things like that. Pretty cool for what it is. And the prices aren't that bad. And if you spend uh, uh, $200 or more, you're guaranteed an autograph. Yeah. Yeah. Which for Todd McFarlane, I mean, he hustles. So that's pretty cool. And I yeah. think like the, the free comic you get for fifty bucks randomly, he's signing those too. So yeah. Um, and the last bit of news that came out this week: Super Seven's Ultimate Transformers Wave Two includes Bludgeon, and he looks awesome. Yeah, he really does. I didn't <laughs> like, want him to, but he looks awesome. If you want it out, 
you're not getting out because you can justify getting him because Bludgeon originally was a pretender. He yep. wasn't a transformer. So he looks damn cool. That's uh, that's a hard one to pass on. He's really yeah. nice looking. I mean, how can you say no to a a robotic samurai with a skull for a head? Yeah. And a, and a tank thing that's a tank head that sits on the shoulder. Yeah. Yeah. And he, I mean, I'm a big fan of all the pretenders. So if they keep making them, like if they make like Octopunch or something, I'm going to be like, oh, my God. Oh, God, yeah. I'd be all over you Octopunch. But, and Skull Green. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, Weird Wolf, all of them. But that's cool. That's coming out. So if you're a fan of Transformers, you got a small window from Super 7. Get on it, or you're going to have to pay more somewhere else. Uh, the only recommendation I can give you, if you don't want to pay their high shipping, sometimes you can go to like Entertainment Earth or Big Bad Toy Store and maybe save a buck or two. But if yeah. you want it before everybody else, just go right to Super 7. And those are coming out next year sometime. So that is today's news, and that is our... <clears throat> Meander into Space Jam and Ghostbusters. <laughs> we are going to have Jam. a another word from our sponsor this week, one nine hundred Herzog, and we will be right back. Uh, oh, hello! I see you back again. You just couldn't stay away from all the sensual goop that we have to offer here at one nine hundred Herzog. I bet you can already picture me wearing a Nicolas Cage outfit from Bad Lieutenant 2. Oh, look at the way it chafes my nipples. Isn't that what you always dreamed about? Don't you want to hear all about the sensual monsters of your fantasies and your deepest, darkest, most ashamed secrets all in one place? from 1900 Herzog. It's the only place where a skeleton can bone you. But only if you say please, bone daddy. <laughs> oh my Oh, I, again, I I lost it too early. When you said chase nipples, I'm like, I'm done. I was <laughs> Holy crap, dude. <laughs> this, I'm sorry, but this one to me, this is <laughs> funny is when we were doing the Morgan Freeman impression and I was talking, <laughs> I was talking about dude getting, getting raped by the sisters and the turd seeking flesh pocket. <laughs> It was a turd-seeking flesh rocket. <laughs> oh, my lord. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Hurts on. My God. Oof. This oh. is going to have to make a comeback at some point. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I think oh. I think we're just going to need to do, like, a series of different celebrity 100 numbers. <laughs> <laughs> oh, um, Did you uh, 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 want to talk about ice cream? Uh, oh, oh, and oh, and 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 sneakers. Uh, oh, yeah, 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 baby. Uh, oh, I can 
oh, I could wear those sneakers all day. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Do you guys want to talk about garage sales by any chance? Sure. Ooh. Are you fans or have you given up on it because it's too competitive? Um, I don't. I don't seek them out often, but every once in a while, like obviously pre-COVID, I would I would go garage sale hunting and find some cool toys. Man, some of my favorite childhood finds were from just neighborhood garage sales from like the older kids clearing out their collections. Yep. Because they're too old for them now. Man, I got the I got the freaking terror for like five bucks. Oh, nice. Uh, it was missing the, uh, the I can never remember the name of it, the vehicle that went inside. Of the fire bat. Yeah. But, uh, but I was able to get that fire bat later on from a different garage sale. <laughs> See, now, one of my favorite childhood garage sales was actually, in Niagara Falls, they had a uh, farmer's market um, on Pine Avenue. And it was right outside of what used to be Super Duper and then became Jubilee Foods. Like, there was a huge parking lot, and they had, like, a little plaza um, of, of stores and whatnot. And, and then they would set up a farmer's market in the middle of the parking lot every Sunday. Man, I and, totally forgot about that. <laughs> I, we went – we'd go to we'd go to church. Uh, we'd go to DiCamello's Bakery, pick up donuts and, and bread, and then, you know, we would go to the, to the farmer's market. Now, my parents were always, you know, obviously buying food. Me and my brother would be looking at the other end of the farmer's market where they always had, like, weird garage sale items. Like, you know, just people would bring a box of random bric-a-brac and sell it along with whatever vegetables they were selling. And there was this one guy who had a box full of the LJN D&D toys. Now, as I've said before on the show, I was a huge fan. I had a lot of them. This guy had a ton of just the static pose like solid rubber or PVC figures. And we had a bunch of them, but this just expanded our armies. <laughs> so we got a bunch of doubles of different monsters. Um, I got, that's where I actually got the hooked horror. Now he wasn't one of the, um, the PVC ones. He actually had articulated arms, but that was the first time I had him. So we got the hooked horror there. We got a, another war Duke. We already had war Duke, but whatever can never have too many war Dukes. <laughs> But we we got a bunch of those, and then he also had a few He-Man vehicles, and that's where we finally got the Road Ripper because we never got that, and it was just like, oh, it's cheap, it's like fifty cents, let's get it. So we had the Road Ripper without the ripcord. <laughs> such a great but, toy. Oh, that was such a fun find. I am addicted to garage sales, and this year has been pretty bad because of the weather. It seems like every weekend lately it's been raining and it just kind of kills the chances for garage sales. Um, and also, unfortunately, a lot of people aren't working, so they're trying to make a living flipping things, which also makes it harder. to If you're not at a garage sale two hours before it opens, you're not going to get the good thing that you may be seeing a picture. Also, a lot of people know what they have. So, yeah, I have a rule that I have a lot of rules about garage sales because I've been crazy about it for so long. But. If you're not going to sell it at garage sale prices, don't sell it at a garage sale. Yeah. So don't have an item out. Like, don't put pictures of vintage Star Wars stuff at your garage sale. Expect people to pay you $200 for it. 
Oh, yeah. You know, because one, people don't carry $200 in their pocket. And two, it's a garage sale. The concept of a garage sale is things need to be cheap. Um, Everything. Like, I don't think anything in a garage sale should ever be more than $50. If I'm buying something that's $50 at a garage sale, I want it to be like a refrigerator. Right. Anything more than that, you've got Facebook Marketplace or Craigslist. It's a sale. That's, you know, the point of it. Yeah. And um, you're trying to get rid of these items. Yes. And if you know they're valuable, don't leave it out there and yell at people when they ask you how much. Like, I'm always going to play stupid. I'm mm-hmm. going to pick up that vintage Optimus Prime and say, how much is the red robot? <laughs> you know what I mean? I'm, I'm going to play dumb to the very end. I'm going to have a G.I. Joe t-shirt on. Hold the G.I. Joe toy in front of you and say, how much for the army man? <laughs> you know what I mean? And then I'm, <clears throat> you have to haggle because that's also the rule of the garage sale. So if you say it's five bucks, I'm going to offer four. Yep. Or I'm going to say two for 10. You know, I'm like, I'm going to try to get a deal out of you every time. Um, and it's just, it's few and far between now that people are doing that. Every time now it's like, or people think they have something that's valuable and it's not. Oh, man, that that drives me crazy, too. You know, you go to a garage sale and they've got a beat up. uh, A He-Man with no arms and they're going to say vintage He-Man 50 bucks. Yeah, man, I see that on Facebook Marketplace like all the time will be like a lot of rare vintage He-Man toys will be like Skeletor, Ram Man and stratos with no armor no weapons paint scuffs everywhere and a price tag of 250 dollars yeah like no that's that's not how it goes um but having said that i have still had some amazing garage sale finds over the years and uh would you like would you guys like some mike's garage sale stories oh god yeah three come to mind one, down the street from my house where I used to live, I got a telephone call from somebody who said, hey, there's a garage sale. They got some toys. I get out of work. I'm like, all right, I'll check it out. I go check it out, and it's a father with an adult son, probably 10 years older than me. And this is probably about 2000, 2001. And it's abundantly clear his son has some sort of autism or something. And the father tells me, like, yeah, I just would buy him toys to calm down, but he never played with them. And he had literally the main figures from a dozen different lines. So we had like Lino, Panthor, Mumra, He-Man, Skeletor, Tila. He had a whole ton of LJN stuff, uh, D&D. He'd have like, you know, the main mask cars. So he had like a little bit of every single line where he would get like the heavy hitters. He would never play with them and he had all the accessories. Mm-hmm. So... I just went nuts. And what I what I usually do at a garage sale, if I see there's a lot of good stuff, I offer to buy everything. So these people think they're not going to get rid of their junk and I'm going to buy it all, not knowing that in that junk there's two or three gems that I'm going to make a lot of money on if I don't want them in my personal collection. Yeah. Uh, so I got a lot of great stuff that day, and I pretty much parted always with all of it. The only thing that I wish I kept were the LJN Dungeon Dragon stuff because I could have given it to Mike. And I got rid of the um, three and three quarter Clash of the Titans figures. He had a few of them. 
Those Ooh, were good figures. I wish I kept those. Um, he had Perseus and Pegasus. And I wish I kept them because I want the uh, the Boatman, who's basically Death. Yeah. yeah. It's a great figure. And my White Whale, for the longest time, has always been the Kraken. Yeah. So if I ever find that for an affordable price, I, I think I'll get it. Um, Grotzell, story number two. This is before Craigslist. What I used to do, if I wasn't working every Saturday, I'd get the newspaper, and all the Grotzells would be listed in the classified ads. Yep. And I would sit there with a pen or a highlighter, and I'd highlight anything that had toys listed. And I would drive around all the garage sales with a map. And I went to a garage sale. I got there late. And the guy was like, oh, man, somebody came and bought everything. And there was a few things hanging around. I just asked him out of, out of the back of my mind. I was like, hey, did you have, like, stuff in the garage? You didn't know where it went to? I'm like, well, yeah, we have all the accessories. So this guy who beat me to it got excited, bought everything, but didn't bother to ask if they had the accessories. So he bought Eternia, but he only got the towers. He didn't get the trams. Oh, man. The cars. Uh, He got, he left behind because he thought they were dinosaur toys. He didn't realize that the parts were missing. If he had saw the parts, he would have realized that he had. um, Bionitops? No, not Bionitops. The type of toy line. The Tyco, the Tyco toy line where you put the robot parts and the dinosaurs. Oh, um, Dino Riders. He had a whole collection of Dino Riders. Oh, uh, fun toys. And a ton of just G.I. Joe accessories. I picked them up for a song. My friends took the Dino Riders, and forever I just had this box of Eternia parts that I then in turn sold to make money to buy Snake Mountain. So Yeah, that makes sense. It was one of those things like I just kept forever, and I was like, one of these days, I'll need it, and it paid off. And my last story, the best one, in the 90s when action figures were great, uh, like the golden age of action figures, I got into the game really early, and I was collecting like X-Men and Spawn figures, and I, I got wind pretty early that if you weren't there when the toys went right on the floor, there was like adult collectors that were buying everything. And I was getting very frustrated. That I couldn't find like Malboja max. Uh, oh man. I, any, I know exactly what you're talking about here. Any mm-hmm. of the rare X-Men females or like the new villain in the Spider-Man figures, the new star Wars stuff, whatever line was out, there was always these guys that were grabbing them and trying to flip them or hoarding them and just not selling them. So I would get up, crack of dawn, I found when the, the truck days were, and I would make a loop. I would get on my bike at like 6 in the morning, I would start at Toys R Us, then I would go to the mall, go to KB, then I would go to Target, then I would go to Walmart, and then I would go home. And there was this guy who was constantly beating me into Toys R Us. So he would be standing at the front when I got there, and he'd always make a beeline to the Hot Wheels or to the action figures. He would grab everything. He would see that I was visually frustrated. Like, I'd be like, I wasn't flipping him. I just wanted one for my collection. Like, I'd be like, hey, can you, can I have a Max? You don't need 10 of them. Right. Like, can I have a Melboja? You've got five. And every time he'd be like, you want it? It's a hundred bucks. Because they'd have like the Tomart's price guides that were out. And he'd be like, come on, I'm cutting you a deal, man. This guy was a complete dick bag. Yeah. I hated him with a passion. Fast forward a few years later, there's an ad in the newspaper. 
toy collection, come and get it. I get lucky. I get there, and lo and behold, it's this guy selling all of his toy stuff. But with him is his angry, pregnant fiance. (laughs) (laughs) So she has seven or eight years of stuff this guy has been hoarding dumped on his front lawn, and she just wants it gone. And she needs money ASAP because they're having a baby. And this guy is defeated. And she's pregnant. She's like, she's ready to burst and she's miserable. Mm-hmm. So he's got seven or eight of everything that you could not find forever. And this is at this is the, this point we're at Marvel Legends time. So there's like Chase Marvel Legends you couldn't find. Because this guy was going all over the place buying everything. He had box sets, Chase figures. Everything going back to like 1995, nothing is priced. And I'd pick it up and I'd be like, hey, how much is this? He would give me the dickhead price. So I'd pick up this, uh, let's say, Unmasked Wolverine from Marvel Legends Series 3, which is a pain in the butt to find. Mm-hmm. Because guys like this were buying them all. He would be like, oh, that's 180 bucks. And then his fiance would cut in, no, it's five. <laughs> over and over and over and That's awesome. this guy recognized me and he has this look on his face like don't do it please don't please so his house is five minutes from a Wegmans and the Wegmans has an ATM I tell his wife like I want to buy a lot of stuff can I just make a pile and I'm gonna go to the ATM get some money and she's like are you, are you really gonna buy it and I'm like yes I am I go <laughs> to the ATM and I say, hey, would you sell me this big pile of stuff for like $100? And this is like already undercutting on top of undercutting. And she just wants it gone so they can have like a baby room. And she's like, yes, if you're going to take it. And I just looked at this guy in his face and I was like, <laughs> and I just went, got money. I had to make two trips. I bought so much stuff. I filled my car twice. And I bought stuff just to, to be a dickhead. Like I didn't even need like Battlestar Galactica figures from the 90s. Oh I just my wanted, god, I love this so much. I, I just wanted to destroy this guy and like buy everything that he tried to shake me down for years ago for pennies on the dollar because he was going to be a dad. Uh, and all he had to do back in the day is do the right thing once and I would have been cool and been like, hey, this is, you can get some money for this. Don't, you know, don't do this. Or I just wouldn't have bought from this, his fiance. But every single time he had to be a jerk about it. So now I was just ripping him off just because. And I still have the bulk of this stuff. All the Marvel stuff, like I bought, opened it up. I didn't need a weird repainted Fantastic Four gift set. I bought it anyways because she said it was five bucks. And when it came out of retail, it was 80. But I just had to do it to be a dick to this guy because he got what he had coming to him. Oh, that's amazing. I remember when I was leaving, he tried to sell me. He had like... He's like, are you in anything else? Like, he was trying to make some sort of money and save face. And he had superpowers stuff. And I was like, well, I'm always looking for superpowers. Because I was trying to complete a collection back then. And he's like, oh, I've got a mint on card, Batman and Flash. And he brought them out. And they had, like, a weird Kenner card measurement. Like, these are the 13-inch backs or whatever. And he was like, well, this is 80. This one's 120. I was like, are they five bucks? (laughs) And he was just like... (laughs) No, and I was like, I gotta go. Bye. <laughs> like it's just supposed to be a jerk. Well, hey, so, like, moral you know. of the story: don't be a dick, you know, and then karma won't catch up with you. 
my rule is don't if you you're around another collector and they're just collecting mm-hmm. don't be a jerk Agreed. yeah totally agree. Some, somebody did that to me earlier this year they sold me a major blood they bought all of them at a store i told the story they sold to me for less than retail mm-hmm. it comes back around and don't take toys from kids that, that's oh the yeah one for me so i actually oh sorry go ahead no if you're holding it and you're about to buy it and the little kid wants it gave it to the kid little kid gets it yes, yes. that so, happened with the spider-man's classics line for me I finally found Daredevil. Now, it wasn't the yellow Daredevil, but I finally found Daredevil. And this little kid and his dad turned the corner as I'm holding the Daredevil in my hands. And the kid was visibly upset because he was like, like that whole like, oh, crap, we got here too late kind of thing. And I, I looked over and I was like, it's a cool figure, isn't it? And he was like, yeah. And I said, here you go. And I just handed it over and he, his eyes blew out of his head. His dad was like, oh, no, no, you don't have to. I said, no, it's cool. I was just looking at it. I, I'm not actually going to buy it. And I walked away. Yeah. You know, so th- it made that kid's day. I still vividly remember as a kid looking for the um, I, for- I forget the uh, the name of it. But you remember the Rhino cassette for Blaster? Ramhorn. Yeah. Ramhorn. Thank you. I wanted that two pack mainly for him, <laughs> you know, and I was desperately searching for him. Me and my mom went to Child's World. We saw there was a guy standing there. He had the only couple that were there in his hands. I got very upset that it was like, it's not there now. He just looked at me and walked away. And it was like, fuck ah. you. <laughs> you know? So I will never do that to a kid. And, and I think any collector worth their salt, you know, knows not to do that. Yeah. If a kid is going to play with it and enjoy it, mm-hmm. you are destroying another generation of kids. There, there are a handful of flippers and hoarders uh, that go around Austin here that I've had encounters with that are, are point blank, like clearing out entire shipments of NECA Ninja Turtles, like straight from the NECA palette as the NECA rep watches. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, I'll be like right in front of them and be like, hey, man, can I just grab one of those? They'll be like, yeah, once once I check out, I'll sell it to you in the parking lot. It's like, yeah. no, no, no. Just give it to me. Like, I I just want to purchase one for me. Yeah. And, uh, and yeah, that's, like, man, that's that's something I've run into here a lot. And also, uh, when, when I grabbed that, uh, the Treasure X Monsters Gold, mm-hmm. I specifically waited because, like, when when I was in the aisle, there was a kid in a cart, like, sort of, like, using it as his, like, essentially pirate ship to direct his parents be like and that take me to those toys <laughs> and i waited until he left the aisle just to make sure like he wasn't gonna go for it yeah yep i i had a uh now we're going back to the whole collector thing the the two incidents that stick out in my mind of me getting there before a collector um was remember when uh the ha- the re-release star wars or the power of the force you know the the bulky superhero looking power of the force figures oh, yeah. uh, in, the, in the 90s when they kind of went into expanded universe territory into the shadows of the empire line um that saturday that they that or the saturday i found them i, I went out and and went to toys r us i found all of the shadows of the empire figures 
and I I was standing there holding them, and this guy that I've seen rifling through the Star Wars figures at that Toys R Us all the time got there just after me. And he was like standing there looking through the figures and then staring at what I was holding and looking. And I could tell he wanted them, but I just slowly walked away. He was like, nope, these are mine. And I had no intention of buying all of them originally, but I'm like, I'm buying all of them so you ain't getting no. Because <laughs> he was that guy that I would see, like, if they had more than one Boba Fett, he bought all of them. You know, I'm pretty sure had... I'm pretty sure I've, I saw this guy in my childhood travels, too. He was such a jerk. But like, and then the the other one that got me was actually a way more recent story was when Pursuit of Cobra first came out. And um, I happened to go to uh, the Toys R Us out on the boulevard and there was this guy who had all of them in his cart. Like literally the entire, like the, the pegs were bare. He had all of the Pursuit of Cobra figures and the, the his tank in his cart. And I'm like, well, there goes that. So I happened to get in my car and go to Walmart and I got there before him <laughs> and I got all of them. And he's like, are, are, are you going to buy all those? And I'm like, yes, yes, I am. <laughs> like, <laughs> I know for a fact you just bought all of them from Toys R Us. Go away. <laughs> like, it's like you jerk. You're trying to clear out the area so you can sell them. But yeah, that that ticked me off. Another rule that I kind of fall by and I do this. To the detriment of my wife, because uh, she thinks I'm I'm a little too generous, and it probably comes off as creepy, but I can't help myself. If there's a kid who wants something that you have, or mm-hmm. you can get it for them, because you just know where everything is, because you're a collector, do it. Oh yeah. So Absolutely. I have I shared that picture with you guys that my breaking case of emergency box. Oh yeah. It happens to me a few times a year where somebody's like, "There's this poor kid who doesn't have a Chewbacca." And we can't find them at retail, and I just be like, I'll be right back. Yep. You know, and I have the secret stash of toys for kids that I don't know why I can't help myself. Like, I feel like some sort of backwards Robin Hood, but I'm going to make that kid's day. I'm going to do it. You know what I mean? Oh, absolutely. Because I relate to that little kid who plays with the action figures. And if that's something that they desperately need for their adventures... I'm totally going to do it. So if you got it, let it go. Because a kid's going to play with it. And that's the purpose of it. It's a toy. Right. Um, and we, let's be honest. We all have that toy or toys from from childhood that you just desperately wanted and never found. You know, and for one reason or another, like maybe it was a collector. Maybe it was short packed. Maybe it just didn't have good distribution in your area. But we all have those toys. And then as an adult, you go back and try to find those toys. <laughs> so it's like, you know, if you see a kid who wants a toy, you know, that feeling of not being able to find it and wanting it so bad just because you want to play with it. So yep. if you can make that kid's day that, I mean, hell yeah, do it, do it every time. Yep. Help their parents out. Don't ask for a thank you. Don't gloat. Right. Just do it. Walk away. Mm-hmm. I also generally go by the rule of like, in unless I'm helping someone out, usually one of you guys. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's it's usually like take one for me, leave the rest. Yeah, leave yeah. one for the other collectors. You know, <laughs> it's like... which which gets increasingly difficult with companies like Mattel shipping, you know, just one of each figure in a wave. Yeah. 
that's that drives me crazy. Oh, Mattel. Um, I'm going to segue to two bits of news that I kind of forgot to bring up that are relevant. First bit of news. I also just saw an interesting bit of news, but please go first. Galactus is close to hitting its marks for being crowdfunded. Galactus also has free shipping. So if you were on the fence, it's $400 shipped. Not $400 plus another 100 because it weighs a ton and you have to ship it. Uh, Hasbro isn't really clear about that. Um, so if you're on the fence about it, I was. I put the money together. I took the dive, and I was very surprised to find out that it had free shipping. They also just showed off the first stretch goal figure of Nova, yep. who looks super, super cool. Yep, yeah. that is exactly what I just saw. I was just looking um, at that myself. <laughs> The second one is clearly Silver Surfer. The question is going to be what kind of paint job he has. Um, I'm thinking he's going to have some sort of Kirby look to him, and it will be pretty cool. The second bit of news ties back to last week where we announced that Mattel were doing classic WWE superstars in the He-Man body type. Mm -hmm. So something news that just dropped over the weekend, the WWE parted ways with two wrestlers that are in that first wave. And they won't have the ability to make toys with their likeness anymore. So they might be gone. Ric Flair has left the company and Bray Wyatt has left the company. Um, oh, I didn't hear the Ric Flair one. So they own the character of Bray Wyatt. They don't own his face. It might be like something that just slips between the cracks and he comes out. Ric Flair asked to be let go this afternoon and they said, sure. So he's gone. There will not be a Ric Flair toy. I can promise you that. My guess is there's going to be some sort of repaints or changes with two figures disappearing out of the wave um, because Hulk Hogan and Honky Talk Man aren't going to sell enough. They'll clog the pegs. So there's going to be some sort of change coming to that. Be ready for it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's a shame because Ric Flair. Yeah, I was looking forward was to awesome. that Ric Flair. I'm hoping it's too late to kind of write the ship, but if the pass is any indicator, when somebody leaves, they pull the toy entirely. Are you guys ready to play a little game? It's been a while. Ooh. What do we got? This game is Did Funko Make It? (laughs) You guys aren't huge Funko people, but what I'm going to do is I'm going to present you two Funkos. One of them Funko has made. One of them Funko hasn't. So do you guys want to test one so you can kind of get an idea? Oh, I think oh. we can go right into this. I get a good, I have a good idea of it. Yeah, right. I kind of figure. It's Funko be only made one of these guys. Which one did they make? Sauron from Lord of the Rings or Sauron from the X-Men, the green pterodactyl? Lord of the Rings. Lord of the Rings. Correct. So these... We'll see how good you guys know Funko. If you agree with each other, this game is going to go right down the tubes, but we can try. (laughs) You guys want to try it out? Oh, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. All right. Who has had a Funko Pop? Who hasn't? Man Spider or Man Bat? Uh, Man Spider. Wait, who who hasn't or who has? Sorry. Who has? Uh, I... Yeah, I think Man Spider. 
You're both wrong. Man oh. bat has. Man spider <laughs> has not. Somehow I could picture the man spider Funko. I could too. <laughs> Six-armed Spider-Man has had a, a Funko Pop. Oh, that's totally what I'm picturing, yeah. Yeah, that's man probably spider what I'm thinking too. Man bat was an animated Batman release. All right, you ready? Mm-hmm. Yes. Which version of Patrick Swayze has had a Funko Pop? Roadhouse or Dirty Dancing? Uh, Dirty Dancing. I'll, I'll go with Roadhouse because I have no clue. <laughs> Dirty Dancing has had two. Roadhouse has had zero. Wow. All right, you guys ready? Mm-hmm. Snout Spout or Leech? Masters of the Universe. Who has had a figure? Yes. Uh, Snout Spout. Leech. Josh, Josh is correct. It's Leech. <laughs> I'm bad at so, this. I know my Funko. I gotta keep score here. I've had nothing, no, none other than Sauron for the test round. Two for Josh, zero yep. for Mike. All right, GI Joe themed Mike. You ready? <laughs> okay. Which GI Joe character has had a Funko Pop? Leatherneck or Major Blood? Uh man, I am I'm really bad with Funko, so I'm gonna say Major Blood. Blood, Josh. Leatherneck has had wow. a Funko Pop. Major Blood has not. Oh, you know what I'm thinking of? I'm totally thinking of the kid robot. Yeah. Wow, that I that surprises me that Leatherneck got love over Major Blood. He got released in the classic toys line. Alright, Ninja Turtles. Who has had a Funko Pop? Slash or Leatherhead? Uh Slash. Leatherhead. Mike. Mike's correct. Leatherhead Slash has not had a Funko Pop yet. Damn. Two to I Josh. don't know my Funko. One Mike. All right. This one's going to be tough. Who has had a Funko Pop? Star Wars. Lobot or EV-909? That pissy medical droid. Or no, the Jabba the Hutt palace droid. Uh, uh, <laughs> I seem to recall EV-99. I'll go with Lobot just to keep it interesting. <laughs> Mike is right. Lobot has had a Funko Pop. Really? Wow. EV-99 has not. The droids are very hard for them to turn into Funkos. So they don't happen as quickly. Horror. That makes sense. You guys ready? Mm-hmm. Tied now. Yes, it is. Which Jason has had a Funko Pop? Jason from part, Jason from part five or Jason from part seven? Five. Josh? Seven? Part five. Hot Topic exclusive mystery box, Jason. I was going to say. Part seven has not had one. I, I, the only reason I know that is because I've seen that pop up like in random horror threads again and again. And I'm like, why did they do part five? <laughs> he, they had a horror mystery box where we could get one of three Funko Pops plus chases. But mm-hmm. you could get Alex from Clockwork Orange, Pinhead from Hellraiser 3, and Jason from Friday 13th Part 5. That's yep. so weird. They've also made a generic Jason that's sort of like Jason from Freddy vs. Jason, and Jason from Part 2, with the sackhead as a Walgreens exclusive. You ready for the last one? It's either going to be the tie or the tiebreaker, or the winner. Classic horror, 
who has had a Funko Pop? The Mole People or The Mask of the Red Death from Phantom of the Opera? Oh, this is going to be tough because I can picture both. Uh, I'm going to say The Mask of the Red Death. Keeping it interesting, I'll go Mole People. Mole People had a Funko Mystery Mini. And there's one coming. I th- Mask I, of the Red Death has not. The weird thing is I can totally picture Mask of, <laughs> Mask of the yeah, Red Death. Yeah, I can too. Yep, it just hasn't happened. They always do regular Phantom, and they never do the, the Mask of the Red Death for whatever reason. I'm thinking it's like an intricate sculpt and it's Universal Monsters or something. I don't know. Also, people confuse it with the Crimson Mask, the Crimson Ghost from Misfits. Yeah. Yeah. So. Mike, congratulations. You beat Josh. You know Woo-hoo. more about Funko. <laughs> I, when this game comes back, you guys are going to have to challenge Dawn. I'm suddenly <laughs> feeling like Fuzzy Lumpkins. I'm not a loser. I'm not a loser. I'm not a loser. <laughs> I mean, to be fair, this was mostly guessing. <laughs> yeah, same. I was like trying to make this up, and I was like, did this have a Funko? Yes, it did. Because they just, they make everything. Right. Thankfully, they've slowed down a little bit, but it was hard. Like, I thought they didn't make it. Oh, crap, they did. So, or it was really obvious. Like, did they make Baby Yoda? Like, yeah, they did. Yeah. Yes, they made Batman 5,000 times. Um, (laughs) Okay. So, that was a fun little game for bragging rights. Time to announce prize number two. So... The feature of sharing, liking and sharing, has been a huge improvement over giving me a fake review um, on iTunes. So giving Count Creepy had a, like a five-star review. So we actually have people playing the game in the contest now. So the first prize was the four original Ghostbusters, uh, the reissues from Hasbro with the uh, Kenner Carter backing. The second prize, I have a fancy... Uh, not Brentwood, but one of those multi-DVD horror packs that you would find at, like, a gas station or, like, Ollie's Bargain Outlets or Big Lots or one of one of those. Um, actually, no, because I'm going to say it wrong. I have mint-sealed Hobo with a Shotgun on DVD. Nice. Great movie. Very nice. One of my favorites. Amazing film and... Makes you sad that Rugger Howard's gone because he's such an unappreciated talent. But, um, yeah, that is prize number two of four this week. All you have to do is like the post on Facebook and share it. And obviously be a member of the Facebook group. But, like, you don't even have to type anything. You just have to press like buttons and share buttons. So you need one finger on your hand to get a prize. It's very, very, very easy. And... And Oh, God. Oh, you go ahead. I say, and a little crossover synergy, if you haven't seen Hobo with a Shotgun yet, that will, I can guarantee, will be in the mix on the Boogeyman's Closet in 2022. That will happen. It's an amazing film. It's such a great movie. Um, I have a, a random surprise piece of news that has nothing to do with any of that. What's that? Uh, Mega Construct, uh, similarly to the way they've been doing the um, the Halo weapons, mm-hmm. yes, they have announced a Mega Constructs uh, collector series Havoc staff. 
Oh. Ooh. That's uh, obviously not life size, but uh, it looks like maybe maybe like one quarter scale. That's really cool. That sounds fun. Yeah. Yeah. I'm definitely interested in that. For those of uh, listeners at home that don't know this, we're big fans of mega constructs. Mm hmm. And they're amazing minifigures and everything they do for Masters of the Universe. I forgot to mention I picked up the Rotan set. With oh, Merman. So Haven't built it yet, but I am excited. The Battle Ram set's really nice too, if you find that. Like I, I really enjoyed that set. Yeah, yeah, that one's a really good one too. So nah, hell, they're all good. Yeah, yeah. just <laughs> throw your money at Mega Constructs. Call Mattel up and say, focus more on Mega Constructs. Do do blind bag Masters Universe and everything yes. else. Give us more product. The, the one I've been itching for, uh, I've told Josh a couple of times, I don't know if they'll ever get to, but I would love a Mega Construct Spydor, <laughs> the big oh, robotic God, Oh, man, that would be so cool. I, I want one so bad. <laughs> oh, oh, yes. More castles, man. Snake Mountain, like yes. the Fright Zone. Please. The fright, the fright Zone would be so easy to do. Yes. Like, yeah. That would be a good medium size, like, you know, $50 build. Like, they could totally get away with that. Give us a little horde to go with it. The Fright Zone does not get enough love. You know, okay. if they really if they really wanted to get crazy with it, they could even, like, bump it up to a $75 set and do, like, a horde headquarters set and do the Fright Zone and the Slime Pit in one. Yeah. How, yeah. You could even do them separate, too. Like, have the Slime Pit be, you know, the $30 price point, uh, build where you have too many figures with it and have the the fright zone be you know 50 to 70 or however much depend, depending on how big it is yeah but you know yeah i mean that would that would be awesome and i would i would love to see some some mini horde figures like the mega constructs horde figures that would be so much fun yes yeah there aren't nearly enough we're long overdue for hordak and the horde trooper and all of them so we have another word from our sexy, sexy friend Warner Herzog and his one nine hundred number, one nine hundred Herzog. We're gonna have a quick message from our sponsors, and then we're gonna get right back at the show. So sit back, relax, and enjoy. Oh, hello there. I feel that you've been trying to contact one nine hundred Herzog on your Ouija board. Unfortunately, we can't respond that way because we have no way of charging your credit card. But if you'll put down that bowl of banana pudding that you're wiping all over yourself and simply call us from your sexy singles retirement home, then we can make you stand up faster than a Frankenstein from a slab. It'll be like lightning struck you and electrocuted all of your tickly parts. We'll make you hairier than a werewolf for our calls, because nothing can match the heat of Herzog. Or we'll make you pick up the phone in a way you never thought you were able to before and put the phone cord right into places that we can't mention on the air for fear of FCC commentations or whatever that word is as I've slipped over my own tongue 
thinking about all of the sexiness. Yes, one nine hundred Herzog for all of your dirtiest fantasies involving Wolfman. Okay. And Oof. we're back. And uh, I have some bad news, but unfortunately, Mangalore has violated the terms of his probation. Oh, and no. he's going to be away for a certain period of time until he gets work release. Um, I Wait, to- wait, wait, blokes. I don't know what you're talking about at all. I'm Mangalore, the wish giver, right here. There's no difference in me. I've not been put away at all. We Why? have Mangalore home all along. Wow. Why, I'm here to grant all of your wishes in the exact way that I normally do. It's so good to hear your voice again. This is amazing. It's so good to hear you, little Jeff and Alex. I'm here because I hear you would like some... I believe this is toys, is that correct? I believe you'd like some toys. Is that correct? Always. I have a wish. And I think Alex would agree with me. Oh, goody. I would like a Jerry Dandridge action figure. Yes. Well, that's very interesting. Uh, This is... Uh, is this an insurance agent you're speaking of? I vampire. mean, it's uh, one of the greatest vampires of all time. With a name he, like Jerry Dandridge, I expect him to be selling insurance for car vehicles. No, and his foil was a world famous actor. <laughs> That's right. Oh, I know all about actors because I'm Anglore and not only a magician and genie and wish giver, but I'm also an actor, which is how I am able to be here so perfectly with no difference from before. You know, all you needed was that lozenge and your voice is so much clearer now. It's clearer and I can sell you fish sticks and we can go on adventures and you can have Mr. Jerry Bainbridge, and everything will be wonderful. Yes, yes, yes. That sounds amazing. I will make your Jerry Bainbridge man, and he shall have all of the action features that you would expect from an action figure. He shall stand, he shall sit, he shall be posed in different ways. Why, you could almost buy two. It's as if they're two different figures when you pose them different ways. Manglor, could I ask you while you're here what your thoughts are on the classic film Planet of the Apes? Planet of the Apes is such a cinematic masterpiece. Why, Everyone is wonderful, right down to the Mr. Charlton Haston. Great. Good to know. They all do such wonderful monkey things going around with their funny little faces and their large penises. 
<laughs> Thank you, Manglore. You haven't changed a bit. I'm, I have not changed at all. I am the same Manglore. You you have your your wit about you. I'm so happy that you're still with us. Yes, Thank I you. Shall, I shall make your your Mr. Cambridge figure and send it to you post-haste. You shall expect it in the mail uh, sometime never. Toodaloo. Bye, Mangler. Okay, I had to mute multiple times throughout that. (laughs) I got such Friday McDowell vibes. I am so sorry. (laughs) As, As soon as you were like, I'm Mangler, I was like, oh, shit. I got to mute uh yeah right right away i was just like bad actor bad actor that can't match bad actor that can't match that wants to point out how not different he is <laughs> oh god yeah there were a couple times in that i i was going to say something and then i was about to lose it so i had to mute yes it was the gorillas was it not <laughs> the jerry bainbridge <laughs> Yes, I shall make you the Mr. Cambridge. Good times. So, guys, we're back. Thank you, Mangler, for granting that wish. I don't know about you guys, but I had plenty of Ghostbusters toys when I was a kid. Did you guys? I only yeah. had a few. I had the monsters. I had none of the... Uh, actual Ghostbusters themselves, they always bugged me for whatever reason, but I loved uh, Slimer, Granny, uh, the Eye Popper Ghost. Mm -hmm. I had, oh man, I'm trying to think. All the monsters. Yeah, same. The Mummy, Frankenstein, the Werewolf. Yep, those uh, are the ones I got into. Josh, which ones did you have? And I, I also had just, like, all of the monsters. Uh, had all of the haunted humans. Had all of the, uh, you know, movie monsters. The werewolf, the vampire, the mummy. Um, I did have some of the uh, the old Fright feature Ghostbusters that would, like, scream in ridiculous ways and things like that. I always thought those were really fun and ridiculous. Yeah. Uh, partially because I would always use them as... Uh, that would, like, when they had their fright feature show up, that was the sign that, like, oh, crap, that guy's possessed. <laughs> That's cool. Um, yeah, it was It was never about them being scared. It was always, like, and the ghost possesses them, and their head stretches out like a demon. <laughs> uh, I yeah, had... Like, um, I loved all of them. I had Irma, for whatever reason, but I... God, Wait. I didn't oh, like... Jenny, yeah, I was sorry. Say, wait, Irma. Yeah, not Irma. Yeah, I, I did the same thing. I couldn't think of her name. <laughs> tomato, tomato. But <laughs> <laughs> pretty much. Uh, anything that had slime, I had to get it. Um, all the canisters. I loved the. Oh man, I'm trying to get the names of these guys right. The football player. What was his name? I had him. Uh, he he was uh. Oh, so tackle. Thank you. Uh, I loved X-Cop. Granny was Gross. The cop. Yeah, his cop, like, you could see the skeleton. Uh, yeah. um, who else did I have? I had Nail the, Fraud. Yeah. 
the brain Gar- blaster ghost i had him uh hard hat horror mm-hmm. i loved him um i had slimer i loved the mummy because i loved that you could take off the wraps and he had the little tiny head underneath mm-hmm. that looked like a creepy mummified head yeah, it looked like a shrunken head. It was really cool. Um, man, there were so many of them. I loved the slime. Uh, it was a little runny, but I still thought it was really cool. Mm-hmm. Um, and then even like later on, like the Ghostbusters Extreme, I bought because I love the mini ghost pack-ins. And man, some of the like weird vehicles for that line that would transform into. Uh monsters were really cool too like the uh the weird uh volkswagen beetle that turned into like a praying mantis thing oh man that i forgot was about that awesome see i never that had was any a of great that. toy i never had any of that stuff but i had uh the original egon um with the little yellow ghost that went over his head i, oh, had, yeah. I had that figure and then i had the fright features venkman um that actually that one was one i got uh at a garage sale of all places but i had him um and then i had uh tombstone was it tombstone tackle was that what we said his name was the football yeah tackle? i had him he was the only one of the haunted humans i had but i had a bunch of the random ghosts like i had slimer i had the weird like green ghost that you put the little like I, it was like another little rubber ghost in there you squeezed him and he shot it out of his mouth yep. uh gooper ghosts uh, Yes, I had that. I had uh, some of the well, I had some of the slime packs. I think most kids did, but I never had a, a bunch of them. But I had all of the universal, well, not universal, but all of the classic monsters. You know, the Dracula, Frankenstein, all that. Mm-hmm. Um, the zombie. I loved the zombie with the weird spinning eyes. Oh um, yeah, the old voodoo he, zombie. Yeah, he was just a lot of fun. But I, it was particularly him and the mummy were the two I played with the most from that set. But for whatever reason, and I, and I remember, I didn't even know these things were out. But for whatever reason, my mom saw the, the monsters and was like, she knew I would love them. So she bought all of them for my birthday one year. And I just like, I had no clue these things even existed. So when I opened the like the wrapping paper and just see like a zombie staring at me, I was like, wait, what? <laughs> like, it just blew my mind. <laughs> so I loved those monster toys. But I didn't have a lot of the actual Ghostbusters. I didn't have Ecto-1. Uh, one of my good friends had the firehouse in Ecto one, and we did play with the firehouse a lot. Um, but it was mainly for GI Joe's, like any other playset. <laughs> so. I never saw that the uh, firehouse until I was like much, much older. Like nobody ever had it because it was one of those playsets that just got left at the wayside. Yep. Because it was like I had the firehouse. Well, you had all the cool stuff. <laughs> but like I it was always one of those like, well, you're going to have a big thing. It's going to be Castle Grayskull. Yep. Because like there was too many toy lines back in the 80s and Ghostbusters always kind of took a back seat to other stuff. But of all the stuff for the Ghostbusters, the thing that got the most play for me was the werewolf because that was like my go to werewolf. Yeah. For the longest time, because there was never a proper werewolf toy and it was big and it was like my favorite type of werewolf, which was like dog head. Mm-hmm. on hairy body i don't know why i've always preferred that look to a werewolf and that was like the perfect werewolf so i remember it's a really good werewolf toy it is i splashed red paint on it for blood i used it a lot it's gone now but man that thing i loved it 
I think I didn't like the Ghostbusters because I had this impression. I know it's not true now because I've seen the new toys, but you couldn't take the proton packs off. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and you couldn't take. I don't know what my hang up was. I just had this like in my head that I thought they were stupid. Um, looking back on that, they were great. And I loved the cartoon and everything. I just never liked the four main busters for whatever reason. Um, yeah. And I always thought it was odd that Slimer was so hard to find considering he was such yeah. a big part of the cartoon. And he was so much bigger than the Ghostbusters. Yeah. <laughs> like he was a big figure, you know, when sitting next to the Ghostbusters. And I, I never and, saw and yet Stay Puft Puft was tiny. Yeah. yeah. So weird because he should have been huge. He should have been like yeah. in humanoid size. <laughs> but the 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 proton packs, I kind of know what you're talking about, Mike, because I had a similar feeling as a kid. Like I didn't I never liked guns where there was like a permanent uh blast effect or something sticking out of it that I couldn't make it look like it wasn't shooting. I didn't like that. So the fact that the the proton beam was always sticking out of it and I was always afraid it was going to break and of course mine did. Um but it just it was one of those things I wasn't a fan of that accessory. I didn't like it. and I and I loved the proton packs in the movies and the cartoon. So the fact that I wasn't big on the the accessory for the figures always bothered me as a kid, which is probably why I only ever had Egon. Like I got him and then I never got the other Ghostbusters. Yeah, I think well, he was the coolest anyway. Yeah, he was. (laughs) I think G.I. Joe trained us that like you need to use your imagination for the bullets and the blast effects. So I needed the proton pack turned off or the ability to like take the beam out because they're going to have adventures where they weren't shooting all the time. Yep. So I couldn't have them like walking around looking for a ghost if they're constantly blasting. Yep. I mean, I and get, I get it. Yeah. But that's as totally like it. a kid with an overactive imagination, I was like, well, they can't have the the parlor scene, you know, and they can't, you know, it's all dumb. But it always bugged me as a kid, so that's why I never bought them. And then when they did the fright features, where they had like their heads looked ridiculous because they were screaming and their ears would pop out. Again, I was like, well, this doesn't look right. Mm-hmm. You know, so looking back, though, I wish I got them all because they're great toys. But when yeah. I was like a high strung kid who had no erect imagination with his toys, the Ghostbusters themselves were always like not quite right. The monsters, though, good God, those things got a lot of play. Oh, yeah. And again, as we've mentioned on every other episode, crossed over a ton with my other toys. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> Yep. The the monsters really got a lot of play in, in both Masters and G.I. Joe. Well, that is our Ghostbusters discussion. And um, this is a very Ghostbusters heavy episode. I guess I should change the name from Slow Week to something Ghostbusters punny. But uh, we'll get to that. Um, we have one last message from a ghost himself, Warner Herzog, and about how he wants you to pay four ninety five a minute and sixty seven cents every additional minute by calling one nine hundred Herzog. Is that all it is? I'm gonna have to call. Yeah, that you know, but he keeps you on the phone because he talks so slow. <laughs> and before you know it, you're out of box of tissues and you spent two hundred dollars. <laughs> so take a break. Listen to a word from our sponsors, and we will be right back. 
Oh, hello again. I see you sitting there asking yourself, what ways could I use to seduce a chupacabra? How could I seduce a mothman? What ways could I use chorizo that my sexual partner won't find discouraging and off-putting? Well, I can tell you the answer to those questions and so many more if you call me at 1-900-HERZOG. We can talk all night long about existential dread or sea squids or oysters or the ways a chupacabra might prepare chorizo or the things you would have a mariachi band play if you could have them serenade you while you take a bath in the blood of your defeated enemies the ways you can solve erectile dysfunction with a simple lamp and a moth. The ways you can arouse yourself with nothing more than electricity and an elephant. All of these things and more are at your fingertips just by calling 1-900-HERZOG. At 1-900-HERZOG, there's no limit to the things we can talk about and there's no end to my balls. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. That's amazing. <laughs> We're back and uh oh Maybe on my uh my company phone I'll I'll see if one eight hundred Herzog is uh, a real thing a little later. <laughs> um. <laughs> oh my lord! Now we're on to everybody's favorite part of the show, the Toy Hall of Fame. Uh, in a big surprise, last week's winner was Mailaway Mumra. Everybody Whoa. for Mailaway Mumra. Just beat the crap out of my pick, the transducer, and Mike's pick, the Sector's spider hand puppet. Uh, it wasn't even close. So congratulations, Mailway Mumra, uh, our first heavy hitter, I think, from a toy line. But uh, you are the winner. Bravo, sir. You're Good job, Mumra. Yay, Mumra! <laughs> Mumra! I mean, oh, to, be, much. <laughs> to be fair, he's he's a, a toy from a line that everybody knows, and he was an awesome mummy. Like, we didn't have a lot of awesome mummy toys in the 80s. We discussed the only really other good one being the Ghostbusters one. I mean, Mumra was pretty cool. Yeah, yeah, he was. Yep, I agree. He deserves it. Without a doubt. You guys have your you guys have your picks for this week? I have an extremely obscure pick. So mine I can almost guarantee not only are, are people probably not gonna vote for this one, but they might have never even heard of it. Mike, because you won the contest, I will let you pick when you go. I will go last. Oh. <laughs> Josh, would you like I, to go first? I am ready and raring. Uh, and mine goes right in line with uh, what we have already been talking about the whole episode. 
my entry uh, has a recent re-release as a Walmart exclusive. My entry is Fearsome Flush. You picked my pick. (laughs) It's finally happened. It's happened! Because what other toy allowed you to play with a toilet in the 80s? (laughs) Good point. Good point. Yep. Like, it it was literally just a, a villainous, evil toilet. Yeah. Yeah. A toy so awesome... It still holds up. Yeah, it's, it really does. It's the new one is so. I mean, it's there's nothing truly new about it. It's it's, although it it, it isn't just a reissue. It it is like they did remake it. It's pretty close. Uh, but yeah, it's it's close enough that. Uh, man, it's it's just stupid and fun. Real quick, can we pause for like thirty seconds? I'm not, Caleb's at the door. I want to find out what's going on. Yeah. All right. I'll be right back. I know all about what's going on. It's the time that a young boy discovers he wants to call 1-900-Herzog and find out all about the horrors of the world from a man who knows all about existential horrors. Can you imagine being a 10-year-old boy, your parents aren't looking, you pick up the phone, you call 1-800-Herzog thinking <laughs> you're going to have sexy time, and then you just have Warner Herzog telling you, you're going to die someday, alone, in the ground, and then just curling up in a ball and crying. Have you ever been bothered by the enormous stupidity of chickens? <laughs> What? I thought this was a sex line. Oh, what did I come back to? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, no, he just got excited because I got a, I had an Amazon package and he saw, you know how they put the sticker if it has a battery? Um, And he he was like, did you get electronics? You know, because he's always, and I'm like, I I got a beard trimmer. (laughs) Because my old one died on me. (laughs) So. Yeah, so it was just a hey mail call. But sorry about that. Mine died, and I just decided to go to Supercuts and have them take care of it. Anyway, the, the one I got, uh, it's it's one I've had in the past. It's it's like a thirty dollar beer trimmer, and it usually lasts like a good couple years. Um, and in fact, this was one I bought like two beard trimmers ago, and I had it for you know, a good couple of years. And then when it died, I couldn't find it anymore. So I bought like the Walmart special and it was terrible. <laughs> so <laughs> I'm like, I'm getting a new one, but, uh, anywho, so we were talking about the now, okay. With fearsome flesh, do we want to do what we said before where if we double up on it, then we're just going to go ahead and push it through as a, as a well, that, uh, all fame. I think that was if all three of us were to, uh, Oh, gotcha. Okay. Which we're not. So I have an alternate pick. Um, and to keep it fun, you know, I think people really like voting on this, uh, like the Toy Hall of Fame, and it surprises us every time. So, um, my pick, my alternate pick is Movie Maniacs Series 1, Jason Voorhees. Oh, that's, that's a tough one to beat there. 
Yeah. I was going to go with Leatherface because he's the most accurate of the three. I'm not going to count Syl or Patrick because they're accurate, but they're also just such weird picks. Like people don't talk about subspecies or not subspecies. Uh, people don't talk about species ever. Yeah. As like these, you know, groundbreaking movies. Um, and that Jason isn't accurate to anything, but mm-hmm. it's a fun toy. And uh, if anything, it's closest to maybe Jason takes Manhattan. Yeah, it's it is a great figure. And I remember I did buy two because at the time um, when I when those came out, I wasn't a big toy collector. Like I was trying to get out of buying toys. And of course, you know, they hit me where it hurts when they brought out horror movie stuff. I was like, well, I got to get these. Um, And I did the I had to have two because I needed to see if his mask came off. So I opened that one. And uh, pried his mask off <laughs> and found out that he had a very cool sculpted face underneath. And uh, so the other one I had in package. In fact, I still think I have that Jason in package. I did eventually open all of my other ones. Um, but because I already had a Jason opened, I'm pretty sure I have that that other one still mint on card. Yeah, I bought it. Ripped the mask off. I, I've never replaced it. It just poster teched on uh, it's crossed my mind to get a new one, but you know they've made many better Jasons, oh, and yeah. that first one is so near and dear to my heart. I remember having enough money for one, and being torn, like what do I get? What do I get? And like Freddy looks kind of junky. Then it was like Leatherface or Jason, Leatherface or Jason, mm-hmm. and I was like, this is a good Leatherface, but this is Jason. You know, it's like, what do you get? What do you get? What do you get? So the thing Freddy had going for him is he came with the the marionette Freddy. That was oh, that's the, right, yeah. That was the later Freddy, I think. That was the Series 3. Was it? Yeah. I thought that... Huh. Let me look. Josh, or Mike, what's your pick while I look this up? Um, It's extremely obscure. Um, Do you guys remember Dragon Riders of Sticks? Oh, yeah. Yeah. So now I loved this line. I, this was such a weird and creepy toy line, um, but specifically the skull sled. Now, I did not get this one until about maybe a year or two after I wasn't buying these anymore. My aunt sent it to me for Christmas one year, and it's a, the weirdest freaking toy. It's a black skull head, like chariot, with two snakes that are on it. And the figure, now this is the part I remembered very vividly. The figure is two-faced. He's he's all black and silver. He has like a uh, dragon face on one side, and then you turn his head around, and he's got a weird skull face on the other side. And it's a weird freaking figure, but I loved this toy. Um, I don't know what the hell these guys were smoking, <laughs> because it was such a bizarre toy. But, um, yeah, it uh, it was one of those ones that I, I often used as like a chariot of death. <laughs> you know, we're like crossing guys over into hell. And, um, yeah, I just I loved this thing. I, it's again, it's one of those 80s toys where you have to question how the hell did this make it through? It's so creepy. Yeah, I just looked up images of it. And, yeah, this thing is amazing. It was it was so cool. Um. Now, apparently, and I didn't know about this, but there was the uh, the Bugmen toy line. The, what is it? Bugmen of Insectica. 
I, I only had one of them, but a lot of the Dragon Rider stuff was reused in that line that I never knew about. So when I was like looking through old vintage toys, I was like, oh my God, I forgot about the Dragon Riders of Sticks. And it brought back all these memories. And I found the uh, Bugmet of Insectica and I only had the spider dude. I didn't have any of the others. In fact, I didn't even realize there was an entire line. But, but apparently that skull sled was reused in that line too. I had a lot of Dragon Rider stuff that I never knew was Dragon Riders of Sticks. Mm-hmm. You know, so it's just like, who is the Satan guy that I have that plays with my Star Wars guys? <laughs> that little, the devil with the wings? Yep. Yeah. It's yeah. just Dragon Riders of Sticks. The this other, is such a great line. If you have the money to collect it, you know, oh. it's really cool. The other vehicle in that line that I wanted so bad, but my mom would not let me get, um, because she was like, she basically said it was too satanic, even though I had the skull sled, <laughs> but was the, the demon flyer. It was basically like, it looked like someone took a crouched over like gargoyle red demon looking thing and stuck seats in it. And it, was... it looks like a cart for like Dr. Satan's hell ride. Yeah, yeah it, it looks like, like yeah, a funhouse cart. They borrowed it from like an Ozzy Osbourne stage show. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> but somehow, and I, again, I probably it was a garage sale find, but I did have the driver, the weird hooded dude, where you just he just didn't have a face. It was like a black, like empty void in a hood. Yeah. And I had him, but I never had the the vehicle that he came with. So I don't know if it was garage sale or toy trade or something, but I did have him in my collection as a kid. Um, but the one vehicle I had was the skull sled, and again, only because I got it as a gift from my aunt. And um, man, it was such a cool toy. <laughs> I'm looking at pictures now. I had what did I have? Oh my god! I had oh Fantar. Oh man, Mozan. Mm-hmm. I had the Serpent Rider. I think Is that the green dude, the black two-headed dragon car thing. Oh, I didn't have. Oh, the car. Okay, no. I and again, have- garage sale find. I didn't know what it was. Yeah, what were they smoking? <laughs> this is right. such a great line. The, the- <laughs> Of the actual action figures, I don't know their names, but I had the the green lizard man. Um, I had the red demon guy with the wings, which is why I never understood why my mom wouldn't let me have the cart. Um, apparently, the the face on that thing was like too demonic. But and then I had the the black knight, and I had the weird purple vinyl caped wizard. <laughs> so and then of course named, the skull sled named wizard. Yes, <laughs> but. Uh, while we're on the topic of Dragon Rider 6, they also had the static, like almost like the army men figures, yes. you know, the little plastic. There was one it, and it came with a big vinyl play mat and it was like a, a black solid, uh, like basically plastic tower. And you set up like little dragons and monsters on there. And then you had like a bunch of knights and wizards and there were demons and gargoyles to fight. I had that set, and man, I played with that along with the Fisher Price Castle that I know you guys will remember. Oh, yeah. I I played with those on that and on that little black tower for hours. Like, I loved those things. The Fisher Price Castle with the trapdoor. Yep. And the movable staircase. Oh, man. Such a great, great toy. The only... (laughs) It... That trapdoor, I had so many toys get stuck in that. Yep. Oh, man. <laughs> wow. Dragon Riders of Sticks. 
I'm looking at them on eBay right now, Mike. Mm-hmm. Kind of affordable. You'd think they'd be really, really expensive, but nothing's really over 250 bucks. Huh. So of all the vintage toy lines to collect, you're not going to go that broke. Oh, man, I had the snakes with the human heads on them. Oh, the Naga. Oh, yeah. Uh, yep. Wow. This is, of the three, this is the best pick. But it's so <laughs> obscure. Well, and that's that was the thing. I'm like, this was a toy I really liked. Oh, here, hey, here's the 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 sled pilot, the two faced guy for a hundred bucks. I'm, I mean, I'm not gonna spend that money, but no. yeah, hundred dollars. You can I'm, get wizard without his cape. He just looks like a drunken gnome for twenty four ninety. Oh, sure. actually, I found the skull. So, whew, skull sled with with the driver, <laughs> three hundred and nineteen bucks. Ugh. Ooh. Yeah, I'm not buying it, but man. But I mean, you can you guys can see looking at that weird skull faced cart, like why it would be the perfect vehicle to be like, and this is going to carry you to the underworld kind of like it's so creepy. And again, the 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 pilot had two freaking faces like total Voldemort style. Like like, it was so weird. I could totally picture like, Mike, honey, it's time to go to bed. What are you doing? Uh, I'm just sending my G.I. Joes to hell, Mom. Hold on a second. <laughs> and, and then I wondered why she was like, this is too satanic. You're not getting any more. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. But yeah, I was. it was a great toy line. And, and again, one of those toy lines in the 80s that had no media tie-in. It was just, it popped up at a gold circle or a Kmart where you're just like, hey, what's this? You know, <laughs> You you get it when you can't find a new G.I. Joe. <laughs> a moment of silence for Gold Circle. Oh, one of the greatest. Oh, Gold Circle. I have two very specific toy memories from Gold Circle. One was finally finding Monkey Wrench from the Dreadnoughts. Um, I always wanted to get Monkey Wrench because he had that cool pitchfork gun. And I couldn't find him anywhere. We found him at Gold Circle. And there was this weird, okay, it wasn't Nerf, but remember how in the 80s there was tons of toy guns, like just toy guns everywhere. Yeah. This was a weird sci-fi, it was a black gun with a red, like almost Gatling gun end to it. And it had little yellow rubber bullets that were hollow and you would put it in there. It was like five, five shots and you had to manually turn the little wheel to like line up the next shot. But it was just like you pulled down, you pulled back in the little plunger and you pull the trigger and it would fire the little rubber bullet. And I, I've said before how my dad, you know, often was trying to like wean me off of toys. Um, but very rarely he would find something that he's like, hey, this is cool. You should get this. And I was looking at the um, I forget what the what what brand or what toy line came out with them. But the electronic squirt guns that looked like real guns, there was the Uzi and like the Mac 10 Um I forget what they were, but they they were a little pricey, and I really wanted this this Mac-10 that they had. And my dad was like, hey, what about this cool sci-fi gun? Look at this. It actually fires bullets. And I ended up getting it, and I loved it. I spent hours playing with this toy, just setting up G.I. Joes in my bedroom and, like, gunning them down. (laughs) And it was just – it was a great toy, and I got it a gold circle. But I remember that vividly. I got I, all my Star Wars figure memories are from Gold Circle. I remember getting the Powers of the Force um, figures like on like a super like they dumped them in a cart and they were like a dollar a piece. When I was a kid, so I remember picking up like 
Anakin and the new Ewoks. And be like, what? Back when like Star Wars was already on its way out, but I was a kid and I loved Star Wars. Mm-hmm. You know, gold circle. Question for you guys before we close up the show. How many times do you think you've been in an action figure aisle throughout your life and there was a time traveler there with you buying toys? <laughs> I've definitely seen some individuals I could question if they uh, were from a different time. <laughs> yeah. Like, can you picture being at like Kid Palace, Toys R Us in the 80s, picking up Big Boa, uh, Fortress of Fangs, anything and there could just be somebody from like the year 2050 mm-hmm. who could use time travel to like save Abraham Lincoln, stop any kind of global crisis, whatever. And they're like, no, I'm going to go buy toys. <laughs> you know, I can't think of any instance that that specifically sticks out in my head for a time traveler in a toy aisle. But I did definitely see a time traveler in a Waffle House once. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> that sounds like an episode title, like Time Traveler in a Waffle House. So, oh, wait, um, hold on. <laughs> Got to write that down. That's our episode. <laughs> so I'm sitting, I'm sitting in the Waffle House. It's the one on. Um, oh no, actually, I think it's the the pan, it was the original Pancake House, but uh, the one on Niagara Falls Boulevard. Mm-hmm. Uh, like just after you get into Amherst. Um, I was sitting there with my brother-in-law one morning and this guy walks in and, you know, the whole time I'm just like, Rob, Rob, do you see that? Rob, do you, do you see that? And he's like, what, what are you talking about? I'm like, the, the man in the leather duster the 1800s crossbow on his back. Do you see that? <laughs> like, am I am I going crazy, or is there an 1800s vampire hunter that just walked into the Waffle House? And he turns around, and like the the greeter is obviously essentially telling him like, "Hey, you can't bring that crossbow in here." <laughs> <laughs> Like, he has to say that daily. And, like, (laughs) and, of course, like, we're we're across the restaurant. So, you know, we're we're just watching this from afar, like, what the hell is going on? And we see, you know, we see the guy sort of, like, pointing around and kind of gesturing back to his crossbow. And he, he, like, he genuinely, nothing about this man looked like he belonged in modern time. He was genuinely a man out of time, and I believe he was confused and somehow wandered into the Waffle House and was equally confused that for some reason this establishment had a no crossbow policy. (laughs) Uh, Because eventually, like, they got him to leave, and we watched him just sort of wander through the parking lot and down the sidewalk. That's fantastic. I'm just picturing him walking and be like, y'all got any vampires up in here? (laughs) You know, like, all I can picture, like, we've all seen them. The 
the guy who takes his love of anime maybe a little too far and has to carry a katana with him everywhere. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like those types of guys, the guys who like, <sighs> despite Columbine, never let go of their love of trench coats. Mm-hmm. You know, like they have to like call me senpai. You know, like, yeah. they, they really just take it too far. Probably one of those guys. Or he got sucked through a vortex, like Beastmaster 2, and ended up in modern Buffalo <laughs> and <laughs> needed some of these brown bready discs before he goes on to fight Zoltar. I'm going to guess that option. The Gargoyle King or whatever his story is. Someone clearly read from the Necronomicon. That's all I'm going to say. Clearly. (laughs) Oh, that's fantastic. Mike. Yes. What's coming up on Boogeyman's Closet? Oh, boy. Well, uh, by the time this episode comes out, we will be heading into our new month of uh, Second Chances. Now we it, it, this was this was tough. This I mentioned this on a previous episode. The votes were very tight. Um, a lot of these movies will have to come back, but the winners were Thirty Days of Night, Motel Hell, Night of the Demons, and um, the heck with the fourth. Oh, I'm drawing a blank. Oh, uh, House by the Cemetery. God, I right. can't remember that one. Um, which I'm surprised because that was one of the ones I wanted on there. But uh, we're going to start off with 30 Days of Night, and we also have two specials the same week that comes out. So there will be three episodes next week, and um, they're Runs actually... about will... my penis! <laughs> well, one we attempt to call 1-900-HERSOG, no, <laughs> but uh, we also have another special planned for uh, closer to the end of the month, and uh, so this is going to be a very heavy month for, for new episodes, and um, actually, going forward for the rest of the year, we have a special every month at least. So it's going to be a lot of fun. And uh, we already recorded one of the episodes, one of our specials, and I can say it was a lot of fun. We were all laughing hysterically. So there, there's quite a quite a few fun jokes in that. But uh, yeah, so if you guys are, are looking for Boogeyman's Closet, you got three episodes to look forward to next week. Very excited. Josh, what's up at Pikmin's Labs? Uh, well, we are very excited to announce an upcoming partnership with 1900Herzog. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but but seriously, um, that's that is an excellent question. There there are a few original ideas that we are working on behind the scenes. Yep. Uh, and past that, uh. We, we're not going to necessarily end Creature Feature, uh, but the entries will be uh, fewer and far between. So uh, gone are the days of full waves at a time. Uh, now it's going to focus more on single characters, two packs, uh, things that can you know be, be produced one at a time and not feel like there is still uh, a daunting amount of stuff ahead of us that prevents us from getting to original work. Yeah. That's super cool. So, yeah, more original stuff. That's the answer. Awesome. Definitely excited about also, that. Also, uh, there is 
there is a specifically another toy podcast that uh, talks to designer toy makers. Uh, it's being run by this guy, uh, goes by the name of Yucko Toys on Instagram. Uh, and Pikmin's will be the focus of an upcoming episode of Toys on Tap. Oh. So uh, if you if you ever want to, if ever thought to yourself, God, I would really like to hear him like ramble on for an hour about the history of Pikmin's and where it comes from. Uh, that's that's your that's exactly what you get to hear. Great. I mean, awesome. The sound of your voice uh, just lulls me to sleep every night. I have all of your episodes of Boogeyman's Closet earmarked, and I just put them on and sleep. <laughs> your Frenchman, it just. It's like a great <laughs> background noise. Oh, raw. I still say uh, we need to we need to write the script for the prequel. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. Yes, close your eyes. Now go to sleep and think about what a <laughs> you are. <laughs> oh God. <laughs> okay, guys. This is Mike saying don't time travel and go to Waffle Houses. Only bad things happen. <laughs> See ya. Bye. you before. I haven't the time for it. No, Count. Not even you will remember that you spelt Creepyhead with a K to avoid being sued by Play-Doh. Count. Facebook and Instagram likes please you, so grant me my friend request. And if you do not listen, to hell with you!